What's up, everybody? This is the Comic Vine podcast for the week of April 6th. I almost said 5th, 2012. <laughs> even though you specifically told me yeah. the date. Yep. I still... And even gave you some context. I, mm-hmm. I, yep. Yep. That's what happens. I'm Sarah. I'm here with Corey. What is up, y'all? And of course, the man of the hour, editor-in-chief of ComicVine.com, Tony Guerrero! Hello. That's your. That's your big, like... Hello, everyone. Coming onto the stage. <laughs> hey, everyone! Oh, God. Yeah. I just blew out everyone's Ow. Yeah, you did, probably. Yeah. So. I can't see. That's how loud it That's was. okay. I yeah. can't hear. You're not even wearing headphones, though. So. No, I mean, I can't hear. There's a constant buzzing in my ear. Did you go to, like, a heavy metal concert recently? Almost. I went and I saw Sleigh Bells last night. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was fun. I've heard of them. Is that Slay with S-L-A-Y? No. I've never actually seen their name no, spelled out. No, S-L-E-I-G-H. Ooh, very good. Now, yeah. Tony, spell nutri- nutritive. <laughs> nutritive? Yeah. How about Let's we have a little about? spelling bee. So we should be talking about comic books oh, instead of having a spelling bee. Why start now? We should yeah. start now. Uh, how about um, there's a little comic called Avengers vs. X-Men, number one. No, let's, let's start with a different book. With the Ooh. augmented reality. Ouch. Let's, let's talk about something else. Sarah. No, okay, so Tony, you gave us a five out of five. Yep. And then hmm. you got like some people that were like, this is not a five. Yep. It's fine. They're entitled <laughs> to their opinion. However, they all have that after voice I too. read it, I'm going to have to agree with you. I actually really liked it. Mm-hmm. I'm not entitled to my own opinion. You're not? Nope. Apparently. <laughs> but you're certainly entitled uh, to their opinions. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and, I really. And I mean, that. So, you know, we, we've discussed in this past a review is one person's opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't matter who is doing the review, how long they've been doing the review, what mm-hmm. their status It's like a re, any review is an opinion. And. And. As long, you know, it, 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 if you justify it, which I, I thought it you was did. all justified. I, I mean, I, I put it justified. So yeah. it is a five. It's it's not yeah. the same. It's and I'll straight out say it, it's not the same as like a Scott a Snyder five. Batman five. It's yeah. a different thing. Totally. But you with all the different genres and comic, you can't really compare all comics the same. So <laughs> you know, it, a five is a five. It, it, it depends on 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 the title. Like if you're reviewing an action book, if you're reviewing. A Vertigo book. I mean, they're, they're different scores, and you can't depends, rate them the same. Yeah, like it's, gi- giving it's Civil War, context. like giving Civil War a five, is not the same thing. It's not the same five as like giving something like Black Sad five or, or Watchmen. Yeah, you know, it, they're they're different things. And like some some books break the needle. <laughs> some people, I think, get hung up on on ratings, and you know, some people don't put ratings or scores on there. And with us, we have solid stars. We have a one, two, three, four, five. And there, there's no in between. So, it's to me, context. to me, it's you know, it's how much did you enjoy the book? So I mm-hmm. and I, I pretty much said it, in, you know, in so many words. It's, it's not that it's a masterpiece. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's the greatest comic ever. No. It was fun. I mean, this from a, from a, a, a fan's perspective, people enjoy hero fighting hero. I mean, you always want to see it. That's why we see it all the time. Me. Usually, it's like it's some misunderstanding. And then it gets resolved, and then they're working together. This isn't the case. This is there. There is a reason for them to fight. Yeah, with that makes it a little different. I love yeah. this because it can't be solved if they just all stop punching each other and had a five minute conversation. Yeah, absolutely, that, that's <laughs> that, like that is that I also like. It's and in that sense, it's similar to Civil War. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same, yeah, sim- it's like the conversation it's, has been it's had. The same kind <laughs> of conflict. I mean, it's not, obviously it's like a different story, but right. Yeah, can't be solved in a minute. Um, did you like Bridesmaids, Tony? It was all right. 
It was all right. I mean, it, I, I don't think it was made for me. Mm-hmm. There was entertaining parts. There was yeah. some some funny parts. There's mm-hmm. some some good acting. I mean, it was what it was. I'm trying to think. Did you did you watch uh, did you watch Star Wars? Uh, what's that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I've seen uh, it. Before. Did you watch? Um, <laughs> did you watch uh, Monty Python? Some the show or the movie? Uh, the Holy Grail specifically. Yeah. Did you enjoy that? Yeah. Uh, what would you give that out of five? Uh, I mean, it, to right now, I'd, I'd say maybe like a four. A I mean, four? it's it's right. it's a little dated okay. with you know, and the, the quality. I have it yeah. on Blu-ray. Which I don't. So, so Star Wars Episode Five. What would you give that? Five Empire Strikes. I, for me, I would give that a five. Okay. Uh, Star Wars Episode Two. Episode Two. Oh, that. <laughs> uh, I would say maybe like a. They're a lower score than one. <laughs> no, they, they, see, for me, they weren't that bad. I would, yeah, I would say maybe it's, it's between like a two and a three. I mean, there. Oh, man, this, this is. I don't know where you're going with this. Not working. What I was trying to get at was you can have like two very different kinds of movies, and you can yeah. give them the same score. Yeah. Well, I think. Did you really like Bridesmaids? Is that why you brought it? Yeah, I liked it. I saw oh, it like. I thought recently. you hated it. No, I saw it recently, and I was like, "Wow, I'm surprised that this was as funny as it was." Yeah. I was anticipating Pooping it was going to be like one of those really stupid, <laughs> like romantic comedies. Because I'm not really so crazy on like movies about that feature like street. Matthew McConaughey <laughs> and Jennifer Lopez McConaughey. specifically, and they <laughs> fall in love and you can guess the entire movie five mm-hmm. minutes into the film. Right. That's not my kind of movie. But Bridesmaids was funny because I, I liked it. It wasn't about like a love affair between a, a guy and a girl. It was about like two friends mm-hmm. growing Speak, apart. Speaking of, uh, of, each other. of movies that are not like that. Did you know that Nicholas Sparks uh, criticized Shakespeare for be- having too many of his like plays be too similar to one another? Well, you know, what Nicholas like, Sparks. <laughs> the guy who has written the same novel and just changed the names and the kind of cancer around. <laughs> no, they're not all the same. Come on, Corey. <laughs> I saw Dear John. Oh, Tatum Channing. Really? Oh, he's in that? I believe so. Oh, I'll have to watch it. He also um, reversed his name. <laughs> Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. It's, yeah. it's I never. It's, no, it's, it's, yeah, no, it, no, it is Channing Tatum. It and is, how yeah. how I remember that? Because this is oh. my, my wife and I were always like you Tatum, said Channing. Tatum wife Channing. And, I know, yeah. but now okay. I know. I had to think about it. It's yeah. Channing Tatum. Yes. The way I remember it. How? Which I didn't write then. Your wife likes him. No, it's alphabetical order. That is there you go. true. The C before T. That's how I remember. C before it. T. Because it's probably how he remembers it too. Because we we saw um what, the the devout. Did you like the that? bow? I I thought that was it was a good movie. Yeah, and again, it's it's not a, a guy movie. So a guy, no. all the guy listeners like, oh, that, that movie sucked. Yeah. They even saw it. Tony's and, sensitive. Yeah, I'm, I'm very sensitive. <laughs> and um, I mean, it, it was and it has uh, Rachel McAdams. She's cute. She's, she's cute. She's a good actress. Yeah, she's and, good. And it's it's a it's a kind of heavy story. You, you kind of and it doesn't quite end. Uh, the preview made me cry. It so. doesn't quite end the way you might think it ends, like all yeah, the other cool. movies. So don't so, don't so ruin it for me. Well, I want to say. <laughs> But um, I don't know where I'm going with this. And Channing Tatum was yeah, hilarious kind of, in 21 kind of, Jump Street. We've digressed. I have heard just, that, just, just Okay. <laughs> just last Did night. you like 21 Jump Street? I'm going to beat your... Yes. <laughs> but you liked it, right? You liked it. <sighs> yes. Is that movie out? Yeah, 21 Jump Street? Oh, God. Come on, oh, man. You have to I, watch that. So I, I don't watch movies in the theater anymore. See, I even gave I it two table thumps. That's wow. That's how much good. I liked it. So what would you give that out of five? See... That I could almost say is a five because it was hilarious. And Empire Strikes Back was a five because okay. they're, they're different. There we go. Finally, after how how long have we been talking? <laughs> I'm, really, I'm really glad we got to this. Place. <laughs> We're still on the same topic. 
So, I think that the point that we were trying to make that took us 15 minutes to get here is that you can have two very different genres and uh, they can get the same score because they're just different. Yeah. You know, like 21 Jump Street is a comedy. It's a really, really good comedy. And Empire Strikes Back is a classic. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, part of me almost wishes that we didn't have the scores because I think a lot of people just go straight to the scores and then they go straight to the comments and talk about it, which is fine. I know for a fact and, people do that. And, you know, a, a lot of people were... Why do I waste my time you know, writing a review? People were, were saying, it's like, oh, it's got John Romita Jr.'s art. That right there is... It's like, yeah, I, I have problems with his art. His art looks better here than it has some other times. And, you know, one of the things I commented is... And, you know, he's done all those big action scenes in the beginning of the Avengers series. And, you know, it I, I it, it was fine. I mean, I didn't get hung up on it like I have in the past on some other things that he's done. And it's not like it's Howard Shaken art, which <laughs> that that for me is almost Woof. like an that's like an automatic like <laughs> one, one point removal. Oh. Um, but you, you have to look at, at at the book and, you know, how much you enjoyed it, what it what you got out of it. And I think working on Kick-Ass has really expanded his repertoire as well, an artist. No, because that there is ink washing involved. Okay. So it wasn't all – okay. that's how you can see it. I just more think like he, it even just – maybe this is – I don't actually know exactly what ink washing is. But I don't I, either. And I think it was like the first issue of Kick-Ass 2 in the back. I think it was Tom Palmer that did it. They, okay. they, they showed they showed Ramita's pencils and then like the inks and then like the oh, ink okay. washing and then the colors. So, I mean it, it, I'm, it, I'm just saying his, his uh, stuff looks a lot more fluid now. Yeah, so I don't yeah. know if that's the technology or if that's him growing as an artist. But yeah. either way, it looks great. <laughs> but – and then the other thing with our reviews, I mean that's – part of why we break it down into the good the bad and the verdict so you can see this is what we really like this is what we didn't like and this is like the summary so and you'll notice five stars does not mean perfection necessarily (laughs) i mean i mean there's so many books you know we 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 talk about all the time it's like you know this would be like a a, between a four and a five you know it's it's not perfect if we were if we were constantly giving like four fours that doesn't or threes then that would sort of like I don't know. And people also say that... I don't think know, that's good. People comment that we give a lot of fours and fives, and that's because we don't review all the books. You know, we only review maybe a dozen books for the week, you know, mm-hmm. between you, me, and, and Matt. So it's like, there are some books, and that's what we talk about now. If there's a book we don't like, we, we talk about it. And, you know, so it's not like we love every single book, and it's not like we're giving high ratings for the sake of publishers because we don't owe to publishers anything. And that's ridiculous right there. Cause I, I also yeah. think it's weird that like people see a three star review and they immediately think a negative. It's like, that's still better than half. It's I would still, say that's average to me. Yeah. Like that's, that's, yeah, that's just okay. Yeah. But it's but like, people see that as like, you hate this book. Yeah. It's like, no, it's three stars. So, you know, <laughs> we should just move. So Avengers versus X-Men. It's a setup. It's we, a good see. Um, the augmented reality stuff is cool. It's not essential. It's, it's did a video it's, on that. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's, it's not a selling point for the book, but it's, it's what they're trying to say. Here's extra, con- you know, free content. It's like the special features on a Which DVD. Is so cool. Yeah, it's cool. And I would love to see what else they can do. Hopefully they will implement this more. Some people don't like the little AR logo in there, but whatever. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious what I, I would imagine they have big plans for this. If I, I assume they paid someone to build this technology that it wasn't like someone sitting in Marvel's office that did this. So they, they had to pay for this to be done. So I'd imagine they want to implement it, that they're going to use it more often and it may be a success or it may fail, but it seemed from the comments, people thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, I'm curious to where, where else they go with this. Me too. So, but as, as for first issue, this is way better and see, that was the other reason why I, I I did debate between a four and a five, but I was thinking I gave issue zero a four mainly because I really liked the Scarlet Witch story. 
I couldn't see giving this the same rating, even though I don't, I, I like to look at each book individually. I don't want to necessarily have it influenced by the previous book or another book and anything like that. But I was looking at this one was way better than issue zero. This was like a true number one, which is probably why it was number one. And, you know, a lot happened here. It set things up. We got action. We got the conflict. We're seeing stuff happen. So that's, I enjoyed it. People were complaining about how they think Scott is a meanie. I think, I think there's, there's reading. I don't reading. think that oh, he's Summers. being that mean. <laughs> it, 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 it makes sense. I mean, he's... I think he's just pushing her because he's afraid. I think he's being a little bit irrational, but I think under the circumstances, he kind of has the right to be irrational. Yeah. Like, this is... This is a huge thing for him. He's got the entire the fate of an entire race on his shoulders. That's yeah. going to like and, push and the world. someone, and yeah. and because his son Cable was so yeah. attached to her. So I, I think there's a, there's a lot there's a lot writing. It's kind of his granddaughter, like yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he is being a little extreme, but I think it makes sense for the way he's been becoming more extreme. I, I love Cyclops as de- as he's developing. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's let's move on. So it was good. I thought um, Action Comics number eight. <laughs> really. <laughs> It was. Uh, did his uniform completely change in two panels, or am I imagining? Um, so was that intentional? Yeah. yeah. So I, I did. I did do one of those spoilery things um, the other day. So in when he's fighting um, Metallo here, he busts one of the other bottled cities. He grabs. So I don't really understand what's going on here. He he grabs a piece of from inside the bottle from like a tower or something like that, mm-hmm. and then his costume changes. Right. So when he first got the costume last i think it was last issue it was all white and as soon as he put it on it turned blue and got the s shape uh, the family emblem so it's probably somehow tied to his dna that it recognized he's from the house of l blah 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 all that stuff like that why this changes just because he grabs his piece because he he throws it and then his costume changes back that doesn't really make sense that because <clears> he's <throat> grabbing something else from another world I don't know the significance, and and I'm I'm assuming there's something with with the colors and the design that that has something to do with it, and because it's it Grant, looks almost like Monel, yeah, because it's Grant Morrison, you know, there's got to be a reason because there, there's so many layers and layers here. It's like I didn't spoil everything here, yeah, and but there, there I'm assuming there, there's a reason for it. Yeah, and that just really baffled me when I first saw it. I was like, well, this a, has to be intentional, but what does it mean? Little little turtle, yeah, creature <laughs> species yeah, living like in it. there. I do also like Brainiac. I like how Morrison has been writing Brainiac. I'm still not a big fan of that name just because it's kind of silly. But. My my problem with this issue, I, so I, I'm I'm bummed that we're losing the t-shirt and jeans Superman already because yeah. I, I that grew on I me mean, when we first saw it. You know, we I think everyone thought it was ridiculous. It's like this is like Superboy, but it 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 kind of looked cool. And you know, he he was a different Superman than what we're used to seeing because he was younger, he's a little more arrogant. He kind of had that chip on his shoulder. All of that is gone now. And it's just, it's amazing in, in the first couple issues, you know, some people thought he was a hero, but there's a lot of people that hated him, that feared him. And now because he saves the day, he's a hero. And, you know, there's the change in the art at the end with the big, big teeth smiling. That <laughs> yeah. was, that was, that was ridiculous. That was a bit much. It just felt like, even though this, this story, I didn't really like the story dragging on so long. And we had that little segue where we kind of went in the past, which was weird, went in the future and, and all that stuff. But it felt like everything was just tied up, you know, too quickly here. So even though the story dragged on a little, and then all of a sudden this fight's over, and then you know Superman is Superman, and and it's it's out. I'll agree with that. So it it was just weird, and I'm I'm bummed that he's got the costume now, and we got the President Superman coming next issue, which I don't know where that's going to go, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. 
And there's a, he's got super teeth. He's got some chompers. Big teeth. I even, Gary Busey I, smile. I, I showed that to my wife. I never show comics to, and she's like, she was like, "What's going on there?" <laughs> and I was like, "I, I had what the show. f?" It's yeah. a little weird. So it was good, but I don't know. Let's see what what Grant has up his sleeve next. What about Wolverine? LSD. Wolverine and the X Men number eight. I uh, really liked this one. Beast yeah. versus Sabretooth. Yeah. Yeah, that was buddy. So cool. And <laughs> Sabretooth pushing beast buttons. Oh man! And it's, it's, you could be stronger than Wolverine. Yeah, you it's could be great more deadly because but Beast. You don't. He's such a nice, nice character. Yeah. You don't see him like just unleashing like that. You know, getting raw. You know, getting in touch with his savage nature. And, yeah. And so it, it, was, was, it was awesome. Cool with no space helmet. <laughs> And you know, I have to say, when I, I when I first saw his cover, I didn't really even even after reading the last issue, I was, I was like, he's in a wheelchair. I was like, okay, that's you know Professor X. You know, they're trying to do it like that. But then it makes sense why he's in a wheelchair because yeah. of what happened mm-hmm. last issue. So yeah. that was all. I didn't quite grasp the significance of of that last page yeah. of the last issue. Yeah, when until I saw, it, I, issue. I didn't think about it. I was like, okay, yeah. His, I thought it was kind of like goofy, almost like wah, 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 boing. But no, it turns out it's actually pretty serious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, and there's some, that was what I thought. There's some good developments here, and there's still more to the health, the kid Hellfire Club, which I know yeah. some people don't like them. Me, and it's, I'm not crazy about them. I hate them, but I think in a in a it's okay in a good here. way. Like but, I, I hate them, but it's because they're such here's, jerks. Here's the thing: there was yeah. another issue where they referenced the Hellfire Club this week that I read. I'm trying to think, uh, was it the Alpha and Omega? No, uh, I don't know. Um. Anyways, yeah, I, 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 I can't, can't think of what it would, was would be. I'm not seeing anything here that could possibly. Um, no, and for the record, you totally can survive in space without a helmet. It's just not easy. Yeah. <laughs> what What the good thing about the hell, the kid Hellfire Club is because we have the kids in the school, so it's almost like they're on par with each other. You uh-huh. know, because you know that's kind of where we can assume things are going to go at some point. Why do keep bringing them back? I remember it. No, Daredevil. Okay, I didn't read that one. So they use, I didn't either. They use like... Uh, let's talk about... Okay, so Wolverine X-Men number eight. Yeah, I'll, so let's talk I'll about finish that later. Daredevil 10.1. All right, so uh, they reference the Hellfire Club in this issue. And the fact that... I don't know if you wanted it. Oh, no, no. Uh, the fact that they're kids just makes it silly. <laughs> like I, I read, I read X-Men first, mm-hmm. and then I read Daredevil right afterwards. And I'm like, but they're little children. They're deadly. That's the thing. So was like, Damien. No, no. <laughs> Damien is different. <laughs> that, for whatever reason, okay, mm-hmm. Damien is different. Like when I read Damien. Well, he's got I, superpowers for one thing. <laughs> well, that and also he's been trained by the League of Assassins. Oh, I meant the, and, uh, I meant the, the Antichrist from the Omen movies. Oh. I but was, also Damien was, Wayne. That is actually a much more. I was actually that's actually a much more prescient example. So keep going, please. Um. So so for me, when I read Damien as Robin and you know the whole Batman and Robin thing, I see Damien as like this really threatening character, especially when he was teaming up with what's the character's name? Nobody. In the Tomasi series. Nobody. Nobody. Morgan. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Or no one or something. Nobody. Like that. Yeah. Okay. Nobody. Yeah. I mean that interaction between those two characters. That was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And I was a little afraid of Damien for Batman, you know. Um, however, when I read the Hellfire Club, it's not as threatening to me. Mm-hmm. And they're like the same age. 
you know, but to me, the Hellfire Club are just like a bunch of spoiled, rich little kids who have tons of money and don't know what to do with it. And Damien is actually kind yeah, of yeah. I mean, well, deadly. he's more he's more physically threatening, certainly. Well, but it's it's like beyond that, though. Like psychologically, like he's just more interesting, you know. So I'm waiting for Jason Aaron to to really, if he's going to continue to use the Hellfire Club, like these little kids, make them more interesting. Because when it came up in Daredevil. And it's a bunch of grown-ups talking about the Hellfire Club and how scary the Hellfire Club is. I just wasn't buying it. Fair enough. So uh, this uh, this is Daredevil 10.1. Not really the best issue. If you've been reading uh, Daredevil, this is... Honestly, like any issue of Daredevil is a great jumping-on point. Um, and this 10.1 is like a summary of what's going on. <laughs> and it's also a good jumping-on point, but... The way that Wade writes the series, it's like there you can start anywhere. So I yeah. felt like this was kind of unnecessary. And if you've been reading Daredevil, you can skip ten point one. Well, I mean, Marvel always has the summary pages, so I don't understand what the point of this point one stuff is. Something like the Vision was a ten point one book, mm-hmm. but it didn't uh, have to be. But it was great. It was. It was. I'm not you saying know? they're all bad. I'm just saying I don't know what the point of that numbering system is. Yeah, I mean, some of them, some of them make sense. Some of them don't. It, it's it's a mixed bag. You don't know what to expect. Like that Vision issue could have been exactly the same. Change nothing. Just make it Avengers whatever issue twenty five or whatever it, I it think was. And I think it's just their way of indicating that like this is okay to read if you've never but, read this but series. The, the thing is no one knows that someone walking into the comic store someone walking in they're not going to know i mean my idea and when they first made announcement i thought i thought i read that they were going to make assets available to retailers and Corey, you can (laughs) talk about this it's like i would think you know have some some bad have have like one of those little cardboard box things so you can put okay here's this this week's or this month's point one issues here is is where you can just jump in and start reading and then you can read the rest of the series but they as far as i i've never seen that nope i go you know so it's i i don't don't know yeah and and the other weird thing is how marvel loves you know, gathering up all their comics and then putting the higher numbers like, oh, we're at issue 600 now if you combine all these series. Yeah. So they love doing that, which is great because, again, it's it's showing the longevity of, of the series. But, but, but then when they're adding all these points, because like some series have had more than, than 1.1 issue. And then like like I know Spider-Man, I think, has had two. Daredevil's had a couple. So it's, it's like that's actually you're it's like you're subtracting a couple issues to the count when they're you, also. Sorry, go, go ahead. No, I mean, it's it's like you know, you you having a higher number shows the series has, has lasted longer. But they're also really schizophrenic about it because they love to also reset the numbering. Yeah, because they, they want to make feel it like accessible. people won't buy a number six hundred and twenty-three. Yeah, but then but it's like but they also you're right they do love like yeah we have six hundred and twenty-three issues of Captain America and it's like but they just, go back and forth. On yeah, that. like pick a pick a theme and stick with it. Like you've either been around forever or you're brand new and anyone can jump in. You can't have it both ways. Well, okay. So, anything else in Daredevil? No. Dear Devil. It was kind of bad. Swamp Thing number eight. As you can see on the cover, we finally have the appearance of Swamp Thing. So, <gasps> I, I think. But we've had the appearance of Swamp Thing on the covers before. Well, not really. No, because, I mean, up until now, it's, it's all been about Alec Holland, who it turns out, for those who haven't been reading it, he was never Swamp Thing. So, it, <laughs> the way it. And this was like debatable, and in, 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 I think it was Alan Moore when he, he yeah. did this. Where, you know, the idea was Alan Moore was this, this, or not Alan Moore. <laughs> Alec no, Hall, I think you could have Holland. kept going with that Alan and Moore still been pretty accurate. <laughs> Alec Holland was uh, a, a biologist. He's working on this stuff. There's some bad guys involved. He got chemicals splashed on him. He, he goes out in the swamp. He dies. 
but then the swamp, he gets transformed into Swamp Thing. Turns out that's not what happens. He really did die there, but then the swamp absorbed his essence, his, his brain patterns, all that, and then Swamp Thing was created based off of him. But the Swamp Thing, even though it had his memories and everything, it wasn't Alec Holland. Also, it's like a deity of some kind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we got all that Parliament of the Trees agreeing and all that. So then now, thanks to Brightest Day, Alec Holland came back. He has all the memories of Swamp Thing, even though he was never actually Swamp Thing. He kind Thing. of like reversed it where he yeah. absorbed all the memories of Swamp Thing. And- so, you know, he, he's, he's – and then, and then the, the Parliament of Trees is like, dude – you're the chosen one. You have to become Swamp Thing again. He's like, no. It's like I don't. I don't want to become a bunch of leaves and twigs. He's like, I'm, I want to be a human. And so there's been this whole debate. And up until like the last issue, in issue seven, first seven issues, there's he there's no Swamp Thing. It was Alec Holland, human. And I, I think that's pretty cool that the name of the book is Swamp Thing, but Swamp Thing wasn't in the book. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. So we we finally get to see. And when he makes his entrance. It's a glorious one. He is oh, oh damn! And he's a nature angel. Things, things are gonna get get crazy. Reminds and then angel. There was a part where I, I'm not gonna say who, okay. but there's something, not and it, it was just it was like a holy <laughs> part. Oh, oh and my! If there's more to it than just beyond that reaction, oh, I'll tell you later. All right. That's <laughs> just like oh man, <laughs> Scott, Great. what are you doing? I mean, it was good. It was like oh. So oh. yes, oh. Batwing oh. number eight. Batwing, Sarah, go. Sarah, go. Uh, I'm so glad Dustin Wynn is on this book now. Can I just um, say no, on that? this issue? On this issue, Marcus Toe. But he was on the last issue as well. Okay. I'm also looking forward to Marcus Toe, which is going to be weird because I mean I love his yeah. stuff. I mean we're, we're so it's like three different styles going. Yeah, go very different styles. Very, very different styles. Um, my issue with the artist that was on the book previously was that we were in Africa. We were moving throughout Africa, going to different parts of Africa because Africa is a giant continent. However, um, Africa has no backgrounds. It had no backgrounds and it didn't feel like we were in Africa. You know, you can't just be like, yeah, we're in Egypt now or we're in the Congo now and not reflect that through the art. So I had a problem with that. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a great issue. This is like the end of the whole massacre uh, storyline so this is the this is ending the first story arc of uh winnick series and you get to know who masker is you know who is the man behind the mask and what is his relationship to david batwing um it was great the internet the interaction between the two characters is great i love this story and this issue made this series worthwhile i do you think that it took too long to get here? You know, maybe we could have seen this reveal in issue, I don't know, five, not issue eight. Um, but that's another story. <laughs> um, only complaint really is the way that we got to Gotham City. I mean, I understand that you have to go there because of the Court of Owls is going to be bleeding into uh, everything. <laughs> everything. But... I don't know. I think it's kind of silly that he's like, by the way, now we have to go to Gotham. <laughs> We've got to go to Road Gotham. Road trip. Let's go from Africa to Gotham. Like it's next door or something. Montage. montage. We can just walk there. <laughs> but then it's a good thing he does because that means he can also be in this week's Justice League International. Yeah. Eight. I mean, I get that. But the way that he went there just didn't make sense to me. Now moving on to Justice League International. So Sorry. it appears he has a tie to Vixen who was injured last issue. So he's there visiting. And then... 
boom happens outside. So he has to suit up, go out there. He, he's fighting some dude, and Booster goes like, "Who are you?" And, and he's, he's like, "I'm cool." On Batwing, <laughs> he's like, "Um, you might want to run a trademark check." And there's this guy in Gotham, and then Batman shows up, and he's like, "He has my seal of approval." He has my seal of approval. <laughs> Is that what Batman sounds like? like that. <laughs> if Batman had rabies. Oh, man. No. Um, yeah, I, I will say this. The other day, I I, oh, I tried doing someone a... Someone should write that, though. I, try, I tried doing a, a, a video. And, and there was a lot of Batman involved. And, and there and my throat started hurting after, after that. I'm sure. But you wonder how Christian Bale does it. I'm, I'm, I, I'm he gonna, doesn't. I'm going to trash that video. Just the, the audio. I, was, I wasn't happy with the audio. I don't know if... It can be salvaged. Where did you shoot it? It was in my home office, oh. which I've shot in their own, but I, I shot in like a different corner of the office. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if just, and it's, it was not like a real high tech camera. So it, I must've just been the way the audio was bouncing. So I was not, I was disappointed. So sorry, man. Yeah. So whatever. I mean, it was, probably was going to be a bad video. So moving on venom number 15. Enter. Secret Avengers. I like how Rick Remender's tying in all the books that he's writing. Yeah. Well, it makes, <laughs> yeah, it, makes it easier for him. It's kind of awesome. It's kind of I mean, he's going to need it because his stories are starting to not be so good. Oh, I, I, so I did like this issue. Mm-hmm. There's some cool stuff. So Eddie Brock's in here, so he's mm-hmm. doing some cool things. Yep. Um, there's reference to uh, a character, which I want to know more. It's Radioactive Nipple Laser Man. <laughs> You're lying. No. Okay. So this this is Beast. Beast says, man. "So yes, I think with this, with the Venom symbiote, will be as safe as any other armor relic or radioactive nipple lasers, or whatever the rest of us use." And then Hank's like, "Radioactive nipple laser man isn't an Avenger anymore, Beast. Don't you read the newsletter?" <laughs> and then you think he was joking. Do you think he was being tongue in cheek? What then? What? Um, no. Someone brought up to me. I, I'm sorry, I forgot who on Twitter. It's like. You never see radioactive nipple laser man and Rick Remender in the same room. <gasps> dun dun. Usual suspects slow motion coffee cup drop. <laughs> and Sarah has a look of contempt. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say. No, I, I think I just dropped a big big thing on her lap and she's like dun, dun, dun. I don't know what this means. So this was good. <laughs> is, that, um, is that what my expression means? I don't know. So basically, we have Flash. You know, he's he's part of the Secret Avengers now. Yeah, he's he's has the the, the Venom symbiote. He's bonded yeah. with the suit, but no one knows that. And they're, they're he's so he's dealing yeah. with that. It's like how does he tell Avengers? And yes, so there's a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, and he almost reveals his identity or oh. something to someone else, which not the same thing. Fatal, <laughs> fatal number four. Sarah, I feel like you're not taking this issue of Venom very yeah. seriously. No, she's not taking. Never mind. Fatal number four. <laughs> Amazing. This is this is so good. It's disgusting. <laughs> I thought this one was was good. I didn't think it was amazing. Like like some know. others. I think it was great. So, uh get a lot more information about this cult mm-hmm. and their influence and uh Josephine's relationship. Joe. I think I'm getting a little tired of Joe. And, uh, and she's like okay. she's with like everyone. Well, She's got her special abilities. I yeah, I, that I think that that her special abilities weren't as evident in the previous issue as they are here. Mm-hmm. And you begin to realize that she she has the power to seduce any man, and 
to have pheromone powers, something like that. <laughs> I don't know, but she's ageless, quote unquote, ageless. Hmm. Means In other words, never mind. I won't say it. She doesn't age. <laughs> no, I was going to say about some about her special powers, but I won't. Now, go ahead. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> So yeah, no, it's I I think it's interesting. I think it's been really good. I think maybe you don't like her because she seduced a married man. No, I'm just I'm just <gasps> I'm, I'm waiting for things to happen. The the child spoiler was ripped to shreds. Jeez. Out of out of the the womb of his pregnant wife. Boy, you're not kidding about disgustingly good. <laughs> it's pretty disgusting. I mean, it's you don't see any of that. No. It's in the story. Also, that was in the fourth issue. It's referenced in issue five. But This is issue four. This is issue four? Mm-hmm. Issue three, then. Yeah. <laughs> issue three. I haven't read issue five yet. Teehee. Good <laughs> issue. Yeah, no, it was good. I give it a five because yeah. I love the series. It's very crime noir horror-ish. Ferris, number two. Mm. I gave this a five. Um, so this, I love fables. Don't tell me what happens. I have to read it. I love fables, and so Bill Willingham is doing it. First, first issue I thought was good, but it dealt more with Alibaba. So I'm like, I thought Ferris was supposed to be about some of the maidens in and the, the, in first the fable co- lore. The covered issue one would had you had like that. had a bunch of them in there. Mm-hmm. So Tony's like, I want to read about the ladies. Well, I mean, Alibaba's you know he's the eighties, cool and, and Tony's into the ladies. So there we go. We have that too. He has a run in with Ryer Rose, Sleeping Beauty. She's not my favorite. So, well, you maybe you will think after this issue. I don't know. Okay. So, I mean, it's it's good. So, what what's nice about this? Because the idea with fables, you know, you have all these fairy tale creatures who are in the real world. Mm-hmm. You know, because they had to leave because there was the emperor and the adversary and all that, and they were being attacked. So they had to to flee their home, the homeland. Mm-hmm. They're all their little kingdoms and you know whatever. So they're they're living in among humans. People don't know that they're really these immortal fairy tale beings yeah so you, you kind of got that that twist which is kind of like that show once upon a time or something like that i that's haven't on ABC. I, like i tried to watch that and i thought it was really bad i missed the first half dozen ish I, or episodes i didn't know it was on but it's so that it's kind of like that but it's not and they didn't rip off fables bill willingham said no it's just whatever so anyways what's what's different about this is it's not like set in the human world so it's like somewhere else and you know, and and Phil Jimenez's art is just amazing, beautiful. Yeah, so this really good. So if you if you like fables, you will love this. So make sure you read issue one and issue two. And I um I don't believe Bill Willingham is going to be writing all of these issues. I think he's just doing this first arc, and then the next arc, whoever that focuses on, someone else is going to come on board for that. So it's really good stuff. Great cover too. Thunderbolts number one seventy two. So what have I been saying about Thunderbolts lately? It's this whole time travel thing is really starting to drag. Yeah, I'm just like, you know, I don't like somebody. I, Mr. Hyde, I'm not a big Mr. Hyde fan. Yeah. Um, what's her name? Satana. Yeah. With her ridiculous costume, I'm not a big fan of her either. But what was good about this is they're still time travel. They're still lost in time, but they go to when the original Thunderbolts were just starting out. Yeah. So as you can see in this this lovely Mark Bagley cover, which is a homage to before to the like old cover or original cover mm-hmm. so they're gonna be fighting themselves or no some of them are fighting themselves so it's like new current thunderbolts versus original thunderbolts so this is gonna be crazy and sarah you might want to read this the whole the time travel thing mm. 
Because there, there's some questions like, you know, are they in their own past? Because there's, um, not that it spoils anything, but Boomerang, he's, oh, yeah. he's like, he's, out really street, funny he's like, he's like, I have one of my, my secret stashes out, out here. So he, he goes there. He's like, but I remember last time I came here, it was empty. And so what he, he goes in there, he takes the stash, takes the stuff. And then it turns out, and I'm spoiling this part you know the the boomerang from that time period goes to his stash he's like someone took my stuff and he's like i'll take that off because so <laughs> it's like the question is did he really affect his own timeline hmm. because seems the, like the, it marvel's whole thing marvel's always been adamant that if you travel in the past you're creating an alternate reality you can't change there have been a few exceptions to that but yeah in yeah. general it is so so it's interesting how, how that goes um this is a part one i i think it's a three three part arc um because this summer is the Dark Avengers are taking over. I can't remember if, if Thunderbolts is continuing or if that's just going on hiatus as mm-hmm. a Dark Avenger picks up with 175 or whatever issue mm-hmm. number it is. So it's kind of interesting there. Animal Man number eight. This Animal is versus insane. Man. Sarah, you, you're probably going to like this. So there's all these... Um, Show me some gross panels. There's all these, <laughs> these like, you know, dead creatures are coming out there. Ew. And... And um, you know they're all animals, and Yuck. and Animal Man's daughter's like, it's like I can stop them because she's like attuned. You know, she went with right. with Animal she's Man like to, to the red. Doolittle. So she goes out there, and they're all like, Rrr. and then they start barking, and then they turn into lizards. No, and then it's just like crunch, slop, slurp. Ugh. They they chomper, they they eat this this little kid, and then Animal Man's just like getting all raw. Oh jeez! But it's like you don't see that often where little kids get. Get eaten no, and, 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 and chopped. So you have to see what happens after yes. that. Since it's really good, and you know this is building up towards a why cross. Why I like? Why? Because you like? don't like kids. So, you <laughs> so guess I want to see them eaten by dogs. Yeah, they're wolves. <laughs> Moving on. So this is leading up towards the, the big crossover with Swamp Thing. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, that's how well no, I, I know just, you, sir. I like the I like the extrapolation here. Yeah. So this is building up. Like this. <laughs> Then this little girl gets eaten by dogs. Yeah, one, one less kid running around. So this is building up because they got to find this guy, Alec Holland, because he's going to help take them. Me to Disneyland. Yeah, couldn't imagine. Uh, without a pack of wild dogs, anyway, to eat all the little kids. Okay, then um, we have like iZombie24. Um, this is a series is ending, isn't it? <sighs> yeah, oh, they, so they, they talked oh. about that okay. at Emerald City. And I refuse to accept it. And then other people, like that that guy Joey Esposito, said something about it too. I'm like, shut up, dude! I don't want to hear about it. I'm acting like it's not going to happen. So yeah, it's 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 whether it's getting canceled or the series is just ending. They they were kind of. I think they kind of knew it was coming, so they were you know trying to gear things towards that. And the other bad thing is there's no Mike Allred art in here. Oh, it's like, it's like double, but, but still Laura two punch for you, Laura Allred's. Or, yeah, I, I was I was going to review this this week too, and I was like, "No, Mike Allred, I'm going to review something else." No offense, Chris Robertson, because I love this this series. Um, I'm hoping they release because they 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 released like the first. I think they, there's like two trades out, but they're pay, trade paperbacks. Like, I want a friggin' hardcover. So hopefully, when the series ends, they'll release it all in, in hardcover because then I will buy that. Mm-hmm. Um, Detective Comics number eight. Catwoman. This under. is such a great issue. Is it really? No. Oh, all right. <laughs> I did not read this. I thought maybe things had turned around. No, I'm just kidding. I, gotcha. You did. Because I haven't read this I thing in like didn't months. Read it. I, I'm sorry. I take that back. Uh, Poison Ivy's in here. Looks mm-hmm. like Scarecrow's in here. Yeah. Who's it written by again? Tony Salvador Daniel. 
Wait, is that Two Face? Oh my gosh, what's happening with Two Face? Does he literally have two faces now? Like Jennifer? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to read that. I will read that, but I haven't read it yet. Okay. Hawk and Dove, The Final yeah. Fate. Yeah. So here's a weird thing. We're, we're getting like all these final issues yeah. this week. Corey, did you read this? I didn't. Come on, Corey. I didn't I, read it either. I have surrendered. <laughs> so this is this is the end of... You read this? No, I didn't. So let's I, see I have surrendered. what happens at the end. I was actually defending that book for okay, a while, but spoiler. it didn't go I'm gonna, spoiler. I'm going to spoil it. It's not the end. <gasps> it's uh, oh, the it's beginning. Just oh, beginning. It's every new beginning dun, dun, comes dun. from some other beginnings. And Corey, thank you. Closing. Um, uh, oh, God. Other, Thanks other a lot, issues. Dude. Yep. Other Thanks. issues. Good luck getting that out of your head. Uh, um, OMAC, the final issue came out. Please file a complaint to Corey um, at Corey Sucks. At gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, that's my email address. All right. I'm a very self-loathing person. Okay. <laughs> so then we also have the end of OMAC. Uh-huh. OMAC. OMAC. Actually, I was going to read this this morning on the ferry, but I didn't read it. You um, read other things on the ferry. I did read other things on the iPad, which I love the iPad. Um, <coughs> you love reading comics on the iPad? <clears throat> More than no, I, not, I don't know about n- more. I mean, it's it's definitely a different thing, but it's easy. Like this morning, I was like, I'm not going to write on the ferry today. I'm going to read some comics because we, you know, try to catch up, which is a good thing um, before the podcast. So I, I read Animal Man actually on my iPad, even though we have the copy here. Mm-hmm. Um, I read Men of War, which has Frankenstein in there, the agent of agent of who? Shade. Shade. That's it. So there's there's an interesting story there with GI Robot. I like that. Um, I read the final issue of Static Shock, which um, was okay. It, it didn't blow me away. Yeah. And I read, I read Stormwatch. I, I, I just have a hard time with those characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there's some there's pretty interesting things that happen in that issue, but I'm not a huge Stormwatch fan. I don't know. There's something about the series that I just can't sink my teeth into. Mm-hmm. Um, what, I, what I do like is one of the artists on this book was Daniel HDR. He's a really nice guy. He's from Brazil. You know him? Yeah, we Such all a small country. Yeah. He's, he's a really nice guy, though. I, did you know that I've met the entire population of Brazil? <gasps> That's interesting. Seriously. Yeah. That's, this is I a gaspy everyone, podcast for me. Everyone by name. Wow. Then there's Green Arrow number eight. Um, last issue, so it was the first one with Anne Nocenti, which kind of weird. Um, did you read last issues? Sarah? No. Didn't they change her, the entire origin of Green Arrow? Um, no, he, it's still so, it's it's still the same thing. Where so he's a young guy, he's got the corporation, um, he's kind of a slacker. They're okay. trying to trying to out him, but <laughs> there's these these three triple these triplets these girls, and they they're like we need your help and all this stuff, and we we worship you, and you know <laughs> they they design all this like different Basically equipment. Every like guy's dream. <laughs> Because guess what happens when they, they take a plane trip? They take their tops off. They do more than that. You're kidding me. You are kidding me. I was just joking. Why are you doing this to me, comics? That's yeah, this Ann, is, this Ann, is Ann, embarrassing. Ann she, she goes there. I'm, oh, give it to me. It, um, but, but then it takes a little That's twist. That's what she said. It takes a little twist <laughs> at the what end. That's said. So... Please um, tell me it turns out that they're like evil robot assassins and no, this was all. Well, they're kind of evil. Spoiler. <laughs> all right. <laughs> we worship you. We worship you. I mean, because they, they had they, like, Take you know, their, their, their father 
or their, I think it was her father, their parents had like experimented on them. So they're, they're, they're really smart, you know, genetically <laughs> smart. And, and what they were doing is to try to get his attention. They were like attacking him with like these weapons. Like they had this one thing where it shoots out like a bunch of little tiny arrows. So it's like, you know, you can't dodge that. You know, it's not going to kill you, but you got all these arrows coming out. So they had like some different high tech stuff. And he's like, oh, this is kind of interesting. You know, so he, that's how he agrees to go along to meet their father or something like that. And then. After. Yeah, it looks like he's just in bed with one of them. <laughs> well, that was in there. You got to look at the previous issue. <laughs> and it's just, yeah. Oh, it was a different one? There was all three of them. I believe at the same time. <laughs> on the same plane. <laughs> exactly what I like to read. <sighs> so, and then we have Brilliant, which I didn't get a chance to read. I um, haven't either. I, I like this. I'm, I'm, I'm. I really like number one. Issue two was okay, so I'm I'm curious where issue three is going to go. If you know Bendis and Bagley are going to pick up the idea of superpowers in the real world. So yeah, you know we've seen that a lot. But there's these smart kids in college. They they kind of come up with the idea or a way to actually develop superpowers. So it's pretty cool because it's got that realistic edge to actually swear in there once in a while. And there's drinking. It's college. All that stuff. Um, X Men. I thought this was Black Canary. Three Black Canaries. <laughs> no, I don't think she's... Three no. Black Canaries. X-Men and Wolverine, X-Men, Alpha and Omega. Did you read this, Corey? Actually, yeah. Um, I really have grown to like this series against, mm. like, every single fiber in my being wanted to hate it. But yeah. it's actually pretty interesting. It's like, sorry, man. Yeah. You okay, have to like it. No, I, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I, I dig Brian Wood, but the, the first issue was, it was okay for me. Yeah, it's it's gotten a lot better. It's it's really interesting. Like Quentin Quire is again against all odds becoming kind of likable because he's he's running up against his own limitations, which you can tell he just hates. <laughs> which maybe that's why I'm happy is I'm happy seeing him miserable. But <laughs> um, but yeah, they're like they're making him more than just the instigator. Like you're kind of getting a lot of insight into why he acts the way he does and like. What Why he actually he's a wants. Punk? Yeah, no, it, it's it's very punk. interesting. This is this is what I was hoping was going to happen with um, what the hell is his name? Uh, da, 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 Ultimate Nullifier or something? Yeah, yeah. This is this was what I was hoping for with that book. Only it's actually happening in this one. So yeah, I, I actually highly recommend this. <laughs> okay, I I don't remember if I read issue three because I read issue one and issue two and yeah and you know part of it is like. Wolverine and X-Men just started. Now we got like a mini series with that. And it's like, is this really necessary? That was exactly my thinking. And it's like, they're, they're being thrown into this virtual world, basically, you know, Wolverine and, and armor. And yeah. So we'll see. Um, Hulk 50. So this is red Hulk. I, I still, I, I love the name, uh, might versus magic because I love that game series, but <laughs> I don't like that. They're just calling him Hulk. Because we have other Hulk. I mean, they don't usually do that in comics where they, they allow two characters to have the same name. And, you know, some people call him Rolk. <laughs> I mean, that's how I kind of refer to it's him. The same, same people who call the clone of Thor Clore. Yeah. Because, you know, you, you, don't, you don't really call him Red, Red Hulk. Hey, Red Hulk, come over here. Hey, Red Hulk, let's go for pizza. You know, they just refer to him <laughs> as Hulk, which... Oh, man. But then, you know, how you can distinguish between the two. So, I don't know. Um, Invincible. I did not read this. Uh, I am so. Good. I'm so. You know, I think it's time to stop buying the single issues. Yeah. Because I'm. I'm. I'm I'll trying still to talk them about behind. them. No, because I mean, I was. I was. <laughs> and Norm's not here yeah, anymore. I mean, that's why. I, no, that's why I was buying them because I'm reading oh, the trades. Made me a little sad. So. Although 
Nor may be coming back sometime soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. coming to visit us. So, so we'll see. Uh, Invincible continues to be, be awesome. Just absolutely incredible. Uh, also, this one though, really, really like phantom sympathy pains for a certain character who gets torn apart in a really, I'm really so gross way. So behind. I think I, I think I only have because I like the the hard the, the like the thirty dollars yeah, yeah. covers like the big collected ones. Have, have you read the Viltrumite War? No. Holy moly! I'm, I'm only, what, a, what an arc! I think I, I, I think I have issue, or volume three of that. Okay, I gotta gonna catch up. It's so good. Um, there's New Mutants, Red Lanterns. Has Red Lanterns gotten any better? Probably not. Uh, I, I, I didn't even look at that. Is Bleez's ass on the cover? Um, kind of. Yeah, of course. X Club. Um, there is also um, Supreme came out. Supreme sixty three. Yeah, what what is that? So Alan Moore's name is on. That. He is, that his name is so. Here's the thing: I read Supreme like when it first started off with Rob Liefeld, you know, back in the early Image days and everything. And then I, I stopped reading it. And then when Alan Moore came on, because you know he wrote like all those Wildcat issues, I didn't read those because you know I that I had to cut my comic budget at the time. I didn't read all of the Alan Moore Supreme stuff, which is supposed to be really good and everything. So I guess it's been 15 years since the last Supreme story. What they're doing is, I don't know if they're take if Alan Moore is, is physically back, saying, "Okay, here's my script," and handing it off to um, Eric Larson and I think it's Corey Hampshire. I forget who, who's <laughs> doing it with them. Um, or I don't know if maybe they just have his old scripts that he wrote back then, or if they just have like outlines of his old scripts. So I don't know if he's he's still actively emailing or on the phone or doing whatever. I I don't think. He has a phone or email. I, I picture him living out in the woods. He's like got carrier off the, ravens off the grid. So I, I don't it's know. About accurate. I don't know what what the deal is. He's got a scrying mirror. How how involved he is, but it's his story. It's supposed to be the ultimate jumping on point. I don't think it was. F sick. Um, it starts off where you know they're, they're and again because I haven't read the last however many you know couple dozen issues. You know, there, there's this idea of all these alternate versions of like the bad guy. So there's this guy, they're calling him New Dax, or you know, and I was like, who's this guy? So I'm, you know, <laughs> I look up on, on Comic Vine. There's this guy Darius Dax, who was like, kind of like the Lex Luthor to Supreme, and you know, he was his enemy. So in this sort of world where you, you can go to, there's all these different versions. There's like King Dax. There's like a, there was a, a duck version of. <laughs> So there's like all these, decks. yeah. There's all these these alternate realities, <laughs> oh, yeah. and then they're like, "Hey, there's probably the same thing with Supreme. All these alternate versions, but they don't know about us. So let's go attack them." And so, in some ways, you can kind of get in there and and see what, what, what's you know you can kind of pick up what's what's going on. But because I haven't been, it's like okay, Supreme's got a girlfriend. I don't know who she is. I don't know if there's any significance to her. How long she's been with them and all this. So. I, I enjoyed the issue, and I really liked Eric Larson's art in there. I mean, I, th- I thought it really looked good. Yeah. So, and it was it was fun. But I guess Supreme, longtime Supreme readers would be happy about that. So I think that was it. I don't know if the, didn't Amazing Spider Man come out? This it week? did come out that okay. So that <laughs> that is I think in my bag that came out this week. That was really good. Amazingly good. The only problem is it, it's weird. So Spider Man. In the last issue we saw, he's he knows that the Sinister Six are coming, so he's got all these contingency plans because he's building out all this tech. He's using all the Horizon Labs resources and all that, so he's prepared for him. He's got that that armored suit, which I don't really like 
he you know he's he's got sound I, amplifiers I <laughs> so so he can mimic Daredevil's powers and he's he's just copying everything. And the Avengers go with him. And what do you think happens? The Avengers get their butt kicked. Yeah, things do not go well for, six. for the Avengers. So, I mean, that was really good. I kind Eight. of, uh, I really like this new trend. Like, it happened, it started with Osborn, and then we got it with Doc Ock, where, like, Spider-Man's villains are starting to get A-list. They have to, I, I think, because you can only have, I mean, that's the idea. If you say, okay, Spider-Man versus Sinister Six, what's going to happen? Right. Or, you know, Spider-Man's going to win. Right. So, I think they really need to up the ante you know yeah. amp things up because otherwise you just get the same story and, otherwise and, it's just a portly guy in a bad haircut with four mechanical arms yeah cool so <laughs> so it i mean dan slot's doing an excellent job and i i really think with a lot of these long-term characters you have to mix things up you have to add a new layer to it otherwise Absolutely. it's just the same thing also i love seeing thor fight electro in this yeah, that was, <laughs> it was a great moment really 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 cool <laughs> Also, Stefano Caselli is doing the art, and he is one of my favorite yes. artists. So I like Electro. It's Electro. What? Electro. I like Electro. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, where is Electro? I'm trying to think. They just came time. out with that uh, Frank Miller, Bill Sinkovich book. No, uh, where's Electro been? She was supposed to be in in um, X Men series. Thought she was dead. What? <laughs> no, no. Remember when when they had the 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 Curse of the Mutants, the vampire story, yeah, line, yeah, yeah. And, and they had all those teasers like Spider Man and the X Men, and there was one Electra and X. And she was also Weird. she was also in um. It's an odd he, Heroes for Hire. Um, oh yeah. She, she, was oh, in, yeah. she was one of those where where it seems like they don't know what to do with Miss Misty Knight was being controlled by the puppet master and right. so electro was in she i think was in shadowland wasn't she yes shadowland yeah. was before that but she was i think big I, in shadowland. I think heroes for hire was the last thing yeah that that she was in so yeah, yeah so electro's like she's a, she's a great character but too bad she's not here because she's female in the marvel universe so whatever <clears throat> um age so she of, should be on the Avengers. <laughs> age of apocalypse number two came out i didn't came read, out. i didn't read that yet that was also good yeah. Um, I like where they're going with this. It's, it's Squirrel Girl in comics, but not Elektra. Yeah, weird. What's wrong with the world? Well, I mean... It's weird to root for William Stryker. I'm just going to put that out there. Squirrel Girl is just like comedy. It's like, oh, she's a nanny, and you know she'll do something she's awesome once nanny. in a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so Age of Apocalypse is, is weird. I really like the first issue. Um, I meant to read issue two last night. It didn't happen, obviously. Um, it's ult- real good. Ultimate Spider-Man came out last night. Oh, yeah. Or, not last night. Wednesday. I took yeah, that home last yeah. night. yeah. Um, of course, um, new new artists on, on, on the book. Really bad for forgetting that. <laughs> and so, well, new old artist. It's it's one of the ones who's drawn it before. No, I really. Um, uh, it's not Sarah Pacelli. Nope. Um, it's really similar. Um, <laughs> what so what else came out? But uh, so, <laughs> what I really liked Ultimate Spider Man. I think yeah. a, that's a really good book. What it's, Ultimate it's Scorpion with. is really cool and threatening. <laughs> so oh, I don't know how I feel about Ultimate Scorpion. Um, so he he's he has a tie to the Prowler, who right. is, is Miles' uncle. Yes. So that's adding that that twist because he he knows who he is, and he's got to deal with that. Yeah. And you know Miles, he's he's in school, and he he's he's trying to trials and tribulations. He's trying, you know, he's he's basically he's he's staying. It's kind of like a boarding school where he's staying there, but it's like how can he sneak out and all that. Um, the artist is David Marquez. Who, Interesting. He did um, Fantastic Four season one. Huh. He's he's done some other things. Anyway, it's really good art. Yeah. So um, it, it's it's weird because I don't think they really made like a huge announcement that. Because Chris Somney was was doing it after Sarah Pacelli, and yeah. Derek, I think Sarah, I don't think she was officially off the book. 
I don't know what she was doing. I don't know what she's doing now, but I, I thought um, Somni came on for a couple things. And then he did, he, I think he did it like, like Faith, Faith and Angel, and he was doing something mm. else. Now he's, um, he's going to be on Daredevil, rotating with, with Paulo Rivera. Cool. So then um, David Marquez just kind of, it's kind of like they just like snuck him in, and it, it's, it's good. Yeah. So we'll see. And, I'm really liking um, that book. <laughs> I think there's, there's something else that came out. I think I took something else home last night that I left downstairs. Hmm. But, oh well. Hmm. But, we'll see. Yes. Can't have made that much of an impression. Hmm. No, I, I didn't read it, I don't think. Oh, well. I, I, read, I read Spider-Man. I read both Spider-Mans yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, I don't mm-hmm. know. All right, let's talk about news. This week's news was... Today, Friday, April 6th, Comic-Con Episode 4, A Fan's Hope opens in theaters and is also available on demand, I believe. So you can watch it, pay like six bucks or something like that to, to, on your cable provider and watch wow. it. So this was from the 2010 San Diego Comic-Con. And, this is Morgan Spurlock's movie. Yeah, Morgan Spurlock's. It's this documentary <laughs> about the convention. They follow, I think it was like five different people and they, you, know, you get to see everything. So, I mean, it's great. I didn't see it. Um, Tom Pinchuk got to see it. He he did a review. It's posted on the site, so you can check that out. But basically, it it's it's for people who have never been to, to Comic Con. You know, we we try to show that, but you know, here's obviously they had like an army of camera crew and all that to try to capture everything. They followed five different people. Like one was a cosplayer, one was aspiring artist, <coughs> and all this. So you just get to see like their journey. You know, one was like a collector, and so it looks like it could be cool. I haven't seen it yet. I don't know if I want to see it now. <laughs> Oh, right, because you were supposed to be in it. I was supposed something. to be in it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I sat in the Saturday for like 10, 15 minutes, and they asked me a bunch of questions. I answered the questions. They said I did great. Not great but enough. Not great enough. I'm on the Good cutting room floor. Low. Well, because, see, back then, they, they didn't have that angle that we're going to follow these six people. I mean, that seemed like it came out like the next year where they talked about that. So I don't know if they just restructured it. Maybe they figured, well, if we just have all these random people talking about these different topics, maybe that's not going to be so interesting. So, you know, because when I was there, they, you know, they were talking to other people too and, you know, a bunch of cosplayers and all that. So, yeah. So apparently I'm not in it. So thanks. Thanks, Morgan Spurlock. Maybe I won't watch it. Um, Disney officially announced the Captain America sequel, which you know we all knew was coming. So it's not really like they announced, but they re- revealed an official release date. They locked it in, so it's going to come out April fourth, two thousand fourteen. So it's it's weird that they're doing it in April and not May, because you know May's when all the big movies come out. Yeah, that's true. They they had their schedule up, and there's there's still like a couple mystery movies that they haven't announced yet. Um, Captain America, the sequel, there's still no director. They're still trying to narrow that down. It's going to pick up where the Avengers leaves off, I guess. So there is a question, is there going to be flashbacks? You know, Are we going to see any of that? They still could, I guess. But it's going to be Steve, Nick Fury's going to be there, I guess, S.H.I.E.L.D. And he's going to be struggling to embrace his role in the modern world. So gotcha. It'd be great if they brought in Bucky, Winter Soldier. Because yeah. uh, he disappeared in the first movie. Yes, I could see that. He disappeared in the first movie. It wasn't quite as dramatic as it he was did. in the comics. No, he didn't. <laughs> no, he didn't. Um, yeah, so, but the first Captain America was good. Yeah. I, so, I enjoyed it very much. Yeah, it, Me it's, too. I loved it. It's too bad Joe Johnson's not 
directing it. Yeah, Marvel seems to be going through their directors. I wonder well, why. Well, I, I mean, I don't know I if it's why. you know they 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 try getting these these big directors and maybe it's just commit time commitment. You know, and, I don't and, know. You know who must be really even, like really, really easy to work with? Kevin (laughs) Feige. He must be like the easiest guy to work with. Just saying. Um, Also, Robert Downey Jr. RDJ. He turned forty-seven this week. Oh, he doesn't look it. He looks good. Doesn't look it, especially for an ex junkie. Well, you know what happens when you live in Hollywood and you can afford a lot of Botox. (laughs) He still looks super expressive, though. Like, he doesn't look like Mickey Rourke, who looks like he's actually wearing a Mickey Rourke mask. Does he? I thought you were. I thought you were talking about Mickey Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Rooney. You know. Um, you know. How, did you guys see the Muppets? Uh, no, yeah. but I really want to. Because there, there's a part where he, in the opening song, mm-hmm. he sings one little line. He's sitting on a park bench. Oh yeah. And, and sing, yeah. <laughs> for some reason, my daughter loves it. That part. <laughs> I don't remember what he says, but which she always. I love like, Mickey Rooney. She, yeah, she likes that. Part. I love Mickey Rourke too. I do too. Harley like, Davidson and the Marble Man. What? The, what? Mickey Mickey Rourke and oh. Don Johnson. Don Johnson, Miami Vice. Yeah, I know who Don Johnson is. <laughs> it's it 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 a decent movie. Oh, okay. Back, I, when I watched it back on HBO or whatever, I'm, I'm a big fan of the back. wrestler. <laughs> so yeah, that was good. That was amazing. Um, speaking of Kevin Feige. Um, I guess he says the Ant-Man movie is closer to happening. It's, closer <gasps> it, it's still nowhere near happening, but right. it's It's, it's just going to be a bunch of like scenes with somebody dressed as Ant-Man on top of like a shower head watching girls take it's not, showers. Not that. It's That's not Erica Grady. Film. No. Then he joins no, the Avengers. Sarah, that will be, I want to see end, that transition. But at the end. That will be Ant-Man XXX. No, but then Captain, yeah. Captain America walks in to take a shower. And, maybe, and he's like, maybe. oh, my God. And no. then he goes, hey, little guy. You really guy. are a super and, like, soldier. Up and like, come on to my hand. Oh. Sarah, come on. Oh, this is- wow. Check the explicit box. <laughs> I meant like walk on, you know. Send your emails to Sarah. <laughs> at g- you at Sarah, gmail.com. Sarah's inappropriate. I was going to say, maybe he doesn't look away, you know. Maybe that's, maybe that's his revelation. Dun, dun, dun. He's just overcompensating. Sarah, Sarah that time. was so inappropriate what you said. What? I said so just walk onto my No, that's head. not what you said. That's well, that's not, what I meant. I'm pretty Rewind sure that's not what you said. Well, that's what I meant. That is not what you said. Well, that's what I meant. Quote of the week. Oh, man. <laughs> you can interpret it as you want. And you know, you're you know, the filth. So walkers. here's the thing. You know, people do like animated gifts all the time. It's like I wonder if people actually take like audio Gifs. Which I know there's um, uh, sound giving like, them great ideas. Saturday Night right Live now. used to do that with yeah. fun with real audio. Great ideas. Oh, we got your. Well, rec- let's rec- just move on. How about that? <laughs> it's it's recorded. It's it's out there all over the, the internet to the next airwaves. Topic. X Men First Class sequel will begin filming in January. Good. New director. <laughs> um, and part oh, of it. No, no, no. Kevin's oh, isn't not involved oh, okay. in this. Oh, okay. This the, the, is a Fox film. Oh. The reason they're going for January, I guess. Part of the reason is Oof. so there's no conflict for Jennifer Lawrence, who is in that movie Hunger Games. Oh, right. I don't know. I think I guess that's about. They're going for a January release. This? Jennifer Lawrence wasn't that her name? She was Mystique. Oh, oh, that's her. Yeah. Oh. Also, yeah. isn't she, isn't 
Wait, is it is the movie being released in January? No, they're going to oh, begin okay. shooting. Because I was going to say, if it's being released in January, that is a terrible sign. No, no, no. They're going to begin <laughs> shooting because I guess they're already doing a sequel or yeah. something. Oh, that's games. cool. Um, well, of yeah. course, that movie made a gajillion dollars. Yeah. So is it like, like three books or something like that? People are hungry for those games. I know nothing it's about It's going to be four movies. They're going to split the last one just like they have with every, every other hungry, hungry young hippos. adult book. <laughs> yeah, Twilight. It got made into a wildly successful movie, Harry Potter, same thing. Um, hungry, hungry hippos. Sure. Yeah. That's hungry, a movie that I would hippos. watch. I win. <laughs> the only thing that bothered me about that commercial, people have no idea. Maybe look it up on YouTube. That you know, that the thing is, you got to flick it with your finger to get the the hippos to eat the marbles. Right. But then the kid at the end, he's like, he's like still tapping, like, like his fingers like locked into his repetitive. Yeah, watch commercial. You, you get into the hungry. You get into the mind of a hungry, hungry hippo. I never owned. Just turn that off. I never owned hungry, hungry hippos. I didn't either, but a friend of mine did, oh. and one of them always broke. Mm. Um, this this weekend, if depending when you're listening to this, there is another hour block of DC Nation. Woohoo! So at I believe it's 10 a.m. Eastern Pacific, yeah. you can watch Hal Jordan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Spoiler: I think uh, Mogo is going to be in it. Ooh, that's, that's Why Mogo that? doesn't socialize. Just because uh, the the clip and the synopsis where they, they there's a distress call to go to this planet because there's a giant asteroid coming but they're they're trapped on the planet the planet won't let them leave it's a pain in the asteroid so i think oh, what if it's war world um there's also going to be a new young justice mm-hmm. and they have to go undercover mm-hmm. in the haley's international traveling circus <gasps> i wonder who's going to pop up there well we all know haley's circus is evil <laughs> i know now we do for those who have been reading I wonder if they're going to bring the. You think they're going to? Okay, here's an here's an interesting question that I hope I'm not stepping on some user's toes. Do you think they're going to bring the Court of Owls into Arkham into the next Arkham game? No, you don't think so. I don't think so because they brought the whole Cobblepot Wayne rivalry into Mm. it. I don't know. It it depends on. So, I think it's safe to assume that they are working on another Arkham. Weren't they they saying like Arkham? Has it been announced? It hasn't been announced. But Mark Hamill made the joke that it's going to be called Arkham World. I I was thinking Arkham (laughs) County. (laughs) <laughs> just really really inter- well, yeah, yeah inter- i mean you got arkham asylum arkham city arkham county so you can do do that next um yeah so i mean most and likely arkham principality most likely they're already working on it i don't think but i mean it is since paul dini's usually involved he may look at oh this is what's currently happening but they're probably so deep or, or probably when they did the second one they probably like First one kicked ass. This one's going to too. So this is what we're going to do in the next game. So they probably already know. They also got the new Azrael into Arkham City. So I mean, spoiler. I, you don't know where he is. I mean, if you know who he is, then you recognize him the moment you see him. Which is funny because it still brings him up as a bunch of question marks. Yeah, it's like I know exactly who that is. So I, I'm going to say that they're not going to bring him in. Okay, but I could be wrong. I, 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 I <coughs> that was loud. Sorry. I, I think it's cough it's too cringe. You're, the, you're the only one with the cough button. So. Um, oh. No, you didn't. I can still. Uh, there will also be some animated shorts during DC Nation, so there will be a SBFF, Super Best Friends Forever, with, with Batgirl. So this is a second one because there was another one that aired before. It was, it, so it's, it's Supergirl, um, Barbara Gordon, Batgirl, and Wonder Girl, Donna Troy. So there's that. There's gonna be Ant Man or not Ant Animal Man is gonna be there. So that's look, gonna be TV those, 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 those shorts. <laughs> And there's no little girls dying, Sarah. Sorry. Um, you don't know that. There's a Ultimate or yeah, Ultimate Spider-Man episode three because last weekend they they showed two episodes on Sunday and they're, they're good. Some people seem to really like it. Some people seem to not really like it. Hmm. Um, 
Why? What are their complaints with it? I think, well, a lot, unfairly, a lot of people are saying that how great Spectacular Spider-Man was, which it was great. I mean, I love that series, even though I still have not seen the final episode because my DVR messed it up and it recorded it with no audio. So I That's really didn't weird. get to see the final, final episode. Um, and they, I don't think they've released it on DVD because I, I bought like the, the first season on DVD, even though I, I watched them all. So, um, yeah, I'm still waiting to watch that final episode. So that unfortunately got canceled. Part of it was probably because it was released through Sony and then Sony gave or sold the rights back to Marvel. And now Marvel and Disney's involved with all this. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. It's definitely different because you got the, the shield angle where um, Nick Fury comes up to Spider-Man. He knows who he is. He wants to bring him into shield, get some proper training. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man's been active for about a year. So he's got is experience, it- but he's not. Perfect because he's you know he's still a kid, mm-hmm. and there's a scene where you know he he has to fight the trapster, and there's a bit of a mess all over the city. You know, goo stuff getting shot everywhere. Sarah, watch what you're you're going to say. And so Nick Fury and Shield show up, and they're like, "Really? That's a Shield job? That's a job well, no, for someone they, leaving they, well, glue yeah, all over they, the place? Yeah. And that's a Shield?" No, they, they show up. They show up to, to get Spider Man, oh, okay. and he's like, "You know, Captain America could have handled this in like two seconds." And so he's basically kind of you know get him to join. And then you're going to have these other kids in there, like um, Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Like young they're, Luke but they're, Cage? They're, they're younger. So it's like, eh, White Tiger's there. And then Nova, which is not, that's it's not Richard Ryder. It's okay. uh, Sam Alexander, I think. It's it's the it's, it's the Nova. It's, it's Nova that shows up in Avengers versus X-Men. Apparently that's who that is. Oh, interesting. Because Nova's dead. And they're bringing oh, this yeah. other guy. Yeah, that's right. So I guess Thanos Imperative was awesome, by the way. Yeah. So I love that book. It's interesting. Like, you know, he gets this new web shooter. You know, because Shield's like, here's new tech. And those. the other weird thing is Kurt Connors is in there. He's like the tech designer for Shield, hmm. which is weird because Kurt Connors is like a geneticist. But it's yeah, yeah, that is kind so, of weird. so. There's some good things, and then there's a lot of breaking the fourth wall, and. What probably I'm assuming no one listening to this and you guys know what what I'm talking about. There's a lot that's kind of like diary diary of a wimpy kid. Oh, really? Kind of. I mean, my my daughter. Where like Spider Man speaks to the audience. There's kind of and and there's like some little like goofy things. Like I mean, you saw that one clip, Sarah, where like the the angel Spider Man, whatever. Yeah, that was cute. The angel and the demon. I thought that was cute. So (laughs) and some people are like like oh, they're trying to be like like anime stuff and you know (laughs) there's like some weird stuff like scene like he'll 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 think back to. When he he first fought someone, and it's like really you know overly cartoony, you know as it's kind of like looking to Homer Simpson's head, you know. Yeah, I am so. evil Homer, but he's still a kid. Uh, and he's like yeah, he's, having he's fun. Yeah. Also, anime is like way less popular now than it was ten years ago. So well, I'm it's, not sure it's, if trying to go for an anime feel would do them any favors. I think it's kind of like how how Teen Titans, the cartoon, yeah. was, where that, you know they would worked. they would kind of get that little you know in your face, you know, outrageous. Yeah, no, so, like they would do like the face fault and the yeah. Like so, giant sweat bubbles and or sweat uh, beads. Yeah. So anime is really not that popular anymore. It's not. I I would say it's not as much as it was ten years ago. I could be completely off base, but I bet you you will get a comment and I bet the you I will below. too. Someone will, will address that. Someone will equate popularity with quality and get very angry that I'm saying this, even though I'm not making a judgment on the uh, quality of anime one way or the other. All right. Thank you for that disclaimer. <laughs> no worries. It doesn't matter. It, it won't. No, of course not. There's no disclaimers. All they heard after that was. <laughs> um, and then Amazing Spider-Man. There are some. Internet. There are some clips for Amazing Spider-Man. 
that were released. Yeah, those on, are fun. On the back of a box of cereal. So I, I, I think it's like the augmented reality, like the Avengers vs. X-Men thing where you hold up your device to the box and you get the CD clips. And the one where he's webbing up the, the crook, I mm-hmm. thought that was pretty funny. That's the one I think was funny too. Yeah. The other ones were eh. not so good. Yeah. Okay. Questions. Questions. Greetings. Is there is there any current practice done in comic publishing by any publisher that you would each like to see done away with either temporarily or permanently? How do you feel this would then affect the readership or sales? This is from Foxfire Art. I would like to see – I don't know if you guys need to think about this. I would like to see um, a way – like the, the killing of the characters and then having them come back. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see an end to that. Um, how would I'm that gonna, affect readership? I mean the thing is the death issues do make sales. You know, It gets people's, people's attention still. I mean and you know Matt, uh, I've said it before on here that Max Landis' Death and Return of Superman really sort of analyzes where that became – where that like went off the rails and where death kind of became trivial. Yeah. Um, so yeah, look up Death and Return of Superman on YouTube. It's a live action thing. People are, people really are still funny. posting that. And I, I still have not watched it. It's really funny. I, the reason I didn't watch it because I saw a bunch of people posting it. And they're like, oh, this is hilarious. So it's like that thing where it's like overly hyped. So I was like, yeah, that's fair enough. I was like, I'm not going to watch this. But I'm still every once in a while seeing it, like someone posting it. It's like, this isn't new. This is yeah. like, I, I would love to see all publishers start to do the Marvel summary page. I like the original <laughs> ones with like the gatefold, which I get. I guess got too expensive. The problem with that, so like if if they do that on 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 the first page, that that takes away a page of content. That's so there's, true. There's your debate. But there have been a couple. There have been tons of books that I know that I would have got into if I had just been able to tell like what's going on in it. And it's like here's this big reveal at the end, and it's like I don't know who this is or why I should care. I don't know like what mm-hmm. is happening in the context of this book. So I think that's a worthy sacrifice mm-hmm. because you could. Like, yeah, that's always been my problem with DC books is that if you catch it in the middle of an arc, it's often completely incomprehensible. I would like to see. And it would also cut down on like the whole, here's our relationship that I'm stating aloud the way that nobody in the history of humanity ever has. Or here's how my superpower works. I'm saying it aloud for some reason. <laughs> but then let's say this was like in, in Batman it's like, yeah. and you, you're reading it month after month. Do you want to see this page? It's taking away a page of story, even though you're reading it. So yeah, there's gonna be other new readers that could benefit from it. But it's, then it's still convenient if like you've been reading it, but you miss an issue. Yeah, I don't know. But that, if you're dedicated, you won't miss an issue. That's true. Um, I'd like to the them to stop messing with the numbering. Yeah, stop renumbering. Stop combining. Just, just go with one. And stick with it. Don't keep changing your mind back and forth. Yeah, Sarah, anything you wanna? see done differently on a publisher level i don't know if they do this as much anymore but sometimes when you have like one storyline it moves from one book to another like Mm. one title to the next and that can get confusing and i never liked that like read this story or read the rest of the story in nightwing 187 they just did it with i vampire and justice league dark it's if, annoying. And they're, they're, they're now like, doing it with Amazing Spider-Man, Punisher, and Daredevil. Yeah, it's like, annoying. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay. I agree wholeheartedly. Like, <laughs> you you want to do that? Just create another book. I understand that you want me to like go out and buy this title and start reading this title too, but it's annoying, you know, because I don't want to have to go pick up this title. You know, how how do I know that the next time I go to the comic store, I'm going to remember that if I want to finish this story, I have to go to this book. 
Because they won't advertise it all over the cover. You know, I, it's like, <laughs> I'm saying that as a derisive thing. No, I absolutely agree. <laughs> I actually dropped pretty much all the Batman titles when Contagion was out. Because you had to read Batman. You had to read Detective. You had to read Catwoman. You had to read Legends of the Dark Knight. Same thing I, with No Man's Land. And I was just like, just, I mean, it was, you know, I read it for, for that. But I was like, this is ridiculous. It's like, I don't want to read, you know. Every Cat, one of these books, because Catwoman, I had stopped reading. I was like, I was like, eh. you know, the, the series that I, I didn't really like, like it back mm-hmm. then. That one that was going on, um, that was like the, after the Jim Ballant days. The <laughs> oh, Jim so, Ballant. And, and there was like some because I wasn't reading all the Batman ones because you know you had Shadow of the Bat, Legends of the Dark Knight, you know, and and then you, they're basically saying you need to read all these books. And I was like, no, I'm not going to read any of them if you're going to do this. So yeah, so yeah, I agree with you, sir. Surprisingly. Um, this is from Richborn. So Marvel Knights is releasing volume two of Joss Whedon, John Cassidy's astonishing X-Men in motion comic form. I know Marvel puts a lot of time and money into the live action film area, but they have been lagging for a while. The last, so they're talking animated. The last um, Marvel animated film was in January, 2010. Since that Thor tie-in doesn't really count. Um, well, they did that Asgard tales. That was last year. They did, yeah. but that was that was a short. And they did the the, the verses. Um, I love the live action films. Who doesn't? But why go with motion comics? Motion comics are just lazy. Um, Not lazy. There's more. Well, the thing is, Iron Man Extremis. They they really raised a bar with motion comics. Because there is that was. I mean, it, it's on Netflix. I think you can watch Extremis. So people should check that out. Hmm. That's basic. I, I think um, the Sunshine X Men Gifted is on Netflix also streaming. Hmm. So you check those out. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's... I don't think it's lazy. I just think it's awkward a lot of the time. And with the augmented reality, I think that that's more interesting. Because you don't have, like, the whole comic moving. You just have one scene where something's actually moving. And it's, like, the pacing for what's happening, like, really complements the story. Mm-hmm. That's just how I felt, though. I'm... But I personally don't like motion comics either. But what was the question? Um... They're just saying, why, why are they doing motion comics? Because some people like them and because they, they want to try to... Okay, like people, people like to watch video game trailers. You know, it makes them excited. I think that that's the same sort of idea. You know, how do we get people excited about um, comic books and, and appeal to an audience that is very visual and likes things that are moving? And I think that... Um, Motion comics, was there a solution to that problem? I don't think that it is a solution because I don't think motion comics are generally very good. But I remember you know, they, they used to come out with a trailer before every issue of Civil War that was kind of like a little mini motion comic. And they were always really good. Like mm-hmm. they had amazing music and the it was just animated enough to kind of give it like that illusion of, of true motion. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, so like I, I can definitely see the appeal. And it's not necessarily like you're – you're conflating laziness with simplicity. Mm-hmm. It's like a lot simpler to make a motion comic than it is to like hire a group of animators and then and like make it into an and it's cartoon like, and yeah, this whole thing that could co- wind up costing a lot of a time lot and of money. money. And they they still got to get people in the recording booth. And right, got to get music and you know there's still some animation that that needs to be done. Well, I mean some some motion comics are voiced, so I don't know if they're yeah. going that route or not. But. Well, I, I, the other one was. I'm okay. pretty sure the other one was but yeah so i mean it's it's not necessarily laziness as much as it is like it's they might just might not have the time money or resources yeah. to 
and and maybe this this way they can say, well, you know, we'd we'd like to introduce this or expose this to more people, but if we invest in a true animated, you know, whatever, it could be too too That's much not of a risk. Selling the book, like yeah. the whole point of a motion comic is to sell the comic book. Yeah. If you're like spending all that money to create a cartoon, then People are not going to go sell the comic if they have the cartoon. Yeah. I don't know. It's just two different things. Yeah. I mean, Wolverine and the X-Men, great animated series. Mm-hmm. I don't think it did as well ratings-wise. And I think that's part of the reason why it, it was, was canceled. Canned. But I think the other part was because it was through Lionsgate and Marvel wanted to get it back you know, in, under their, their roof or Disney. So, I, I mean, I'm sure we'll get an X-Men series sometime. Um, continuing from Richborn. For a time, Marvel was keeping up with DC and animated films adaption, adaptations. And again, all those were released through Lionsgate. So I think they're trying to... Like the, uh, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, Iron Man. Iron Man um, None of those the, were the very good. I was going to say, yeah, I would actually disagree that they were keeping up because DC's animated movies are generally yeah. really, really good. good. Like, so, amazingly but, good. <laughs> but see, Warner Brothers is doing those. Um, I don't know how directly involved Marvel was with these since they were yeah. all put out through Lionsgate. So maybe that's... That's part of it. So maybe that very well could be. They're restructuring and saying because you know you have the Avengers cartoon. I think that's really good. You got the Spider-Man cartoon. It's, it's, it's good. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're they're looking to do more. Marvel had has some great storylines that they could adapt. I would love an animated. I would too. Civil War or Avengers <laughs> Avengers Disassembled, Messiah Complex. So yeah, those would all be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they had the ambition, do an Age of Apocalypse film. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you go to stuff like that, that might be too much for mainstream viewers that would sell that that would sell really badly that's that's why when dc releases their movies that's why there's always it's it's either batman or superman yeah and or maybe the justice league where batman occasionally green lantern (laughs) but see see, i mean that that's what they have to do and you're not going to see a flash animated movie yep you know you're not going to see another wonder woman one because as awesome as that wonder woman animated film was it didn't do well so unfortunately, it's so, so good. I think the same thing is going to happen with with Marvel if they try doing this. They're going to have to be very selective with what they try to sell because not everyone's going to buy yeah. it as much as we would all love that. It'll be Spider Man. It'll be Wolverine. It might be Captain America or Iron yeah. Man. Um, besides, they are owned by Disney of all people. Now, I ask you, what Marvel stories would you like to see get the animated treatment? So yeah, definitely Civil War. <laughs> you listed off most of them. Wow, right? <laughs> Secret War. Yeah, Secret I, Wars. And I know I think I'm alone on this, but I, I would love to see that first arc of Amazing Spider-Man with more loon. You're alone. Yep, I'm alone on that, but I don't care. I love more loon. I don't like more loon. I've said that. <laughs> I don't care about him. I did. Yeah. Thought he was an interesting villain. Ezekiel. 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 Yeah, he was cool. He's all right. <laughs> I, I would imagine he was barefoot businessman. <laughs> barefoot and price stunk at the end. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but um, swim in the Hudson or something. Okay, this is from Clint. Landon, I'm just getting into comic books and I'm looking for the most cost-efficient way to enjoy both the Marvel and DC universe. If you were to suggest only two books from both lines, which would you suggest? Thanks for the help. I would say definitely Batman. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. Scott Snyder, Batman. Yep. Um, Marvel, Wolverine, the X-Men, maybe? Um, I, I, I'm torn between X-Force yeah. Yeah. The well, there we got two, two from each. But then yeah. those are just mutant books. Um, maybe amazing. Well, if you like Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, Amazing Spider-Man is pretty consistently great. Daredevil. Yeah. yeah. See, this oh. is too hard. <laughs> yeah. What we need another DC. Another DC book. I, I'd, I'd like to say I, Justice League, but mm. I can't no. say that. I mean, no. uh, just just in terms of yeah, you have all the characters no. there, but it's not yeah. living up to what it should be. Wonder Woman, I would say. I agree with you, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good book. It really is. 
and it's got it's got such a different tone from yeah. a lot of the other books. Like so, it'll kind of be like a good palate cleanser. Yeah, it's uh, it's still a superhero book without being a superhero book. Yeah, I, I wish I could say action comics. I, I'm I'm really curious to see what Grant Morrison is going to do next. Now that this yeah. first arc is over, because he could either be really good or. Eh. So yeah. we each have to choose two, right? I he can choose from the take the average. Yeah, we can, we we've given yeah. you a good place to start. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, and part, a lot of it, it it also depends what he likes. Maybe he doesn't like mutants. Maybe he's what, what what's maybe he'd rather read the Avengers. Yeah. yeah, in that case, yeah, either Avengers or New Avengers. You yeah, can't which, go wrong which would be one. kind of hard because those kind of crossover. Yeah, yeah, Secret Avengers. Secret Avengers is, is yeah. A little Did that different. come out this week or was that last week? Last week. Last okay. week. Venom came out this week. Um. This next is from Webling. When I was at Image Expo back in February, I got a chance to meet you guys, minus Sarah. Sorry. Hi. (laughs) I was the ginger kid with glasses on Saturday. I actually believe I remember you. My conversation with Corey was great, but mine with Tony was a little awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, dude. (laughs) Partly because... That's unfortunate. Here's the reason why. Partly because you were in the middle of speaking with Brian Buccellato. And, you know, talking to Brian, what that's like. It's all about Brian. Anyway, my question <laughs> that is: That should be like the title. Like he should have his own show called "All About Brian." Brian and Brian's like, yeah, always he's, he's, leaning, he's, he's leans back, a sloucher. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he's not listening. Thanks, Brian. Um, so the question is: What was the meeting with someone you you admire that you feel you flubbed the worst? Grant Morrison. Eh, I don't think you flubbed that. I I think I did. Okay. I mean, I don't know if this counts because I was really young, but I met um, again now I can't remember his name, Joel Hodgson, the creator of Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand, when I was about like twelve. <laughs> so I didn't have a lot to say to him because I was kind of starstruck. But uh, and you were twelve. Yeah, exactly. I, I haven't actually. Um, oh, I met the uh, the professional wrestler Raven when I worked at uh, Things from Another World because he is a huge comic book fan, oh, and that not, started not, not that so Raven. No, and uh, and not the Teen Titan. That's a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah, um, I, well, that, that started out awkward, but kind of smoothed out. <laughs> I'm tr- I don't know if you know mine or not. I'm trying to think. Uh, the only one I could think of would be Mike Allred the first time, because mm. um, but then and I, I ended up talking to him a few hours later again. So I guess I got my composure, or whatever, and did a proper interview. But the the first one was a little awkward, and he was he had just driven down from Oregon, so he was like, you know, he needed time to. So it worked out. I think I would have a really hard time meeting Warren Ellis. Like I don't even know what kind of person he really is because his online persona is so like abrasive. What about Alan Moore? <laughs> I wouldn't even know what to say Talk about abrasive. Like I, he actually comes off as really nice in all of his interviews. Unless he's talking about like unless he's a little weird, but. I'm not going to say anything. Okay, fair enough. Maybe I haven't seen the same media that you have. <laughs> okay, next is from Nate, who is Shrim, Sherman Tank 62, S H R M N T N K. It's Nate. Anyway, I was just wondering if, if you, Corey, or Sarah read Stormwatch. Hey. So I, I think we mentioned Did we talk about that? You did, we you briefly. Really... No, we didn't bring it up. Okay, so we we're talking about right before that. I. Was wasn't crazy about the first issue of Stormwatch. I part of it is I never read Stormwatch before when it was in in, in Wildstorm. I I don't really know much about Midnighter or uh, Apollo or, or Jenny. It's like so they brought Jenny back. Yeah, she's a twelve year old oh. girl. 
Jeez. Okay. So, like I said, I, I was she. She was not twelve before. I. I she was much younger than that in the Authority. Okay, so she's she's twelve. Because Jenny Sparks was the original, and then she dies, and then the new one. Okay. So, um, and she's like insanely powerful. Isn't that funny yes. How they do that? Um. Yeah, so well, but that, that actually had a really interesting context because Jenny oh, Spark really? was the woman of the 20th century. So when the 20th century ended, she died. Oh, I see. She, and that was why her power was electricity. So then interesting. Yeah. For, for fans of those would find issue eight very interesting because there's this, this pretty big scene between um, Midnighter and Jenny. And yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I tried reading it. I, I really like Martian Manhunter. And, and then because Daniel H. DR was on this issue, it's like I wanted to read it. But I think because I'm not invested in the characters, I'm just having a hard time with it. So um, Nate says, I'm a big Martian Manhunter fan. I was just kind of curious how the book is. I miss him in Justice League. Unfortunately, money is too tight to read all the books I would like to. I haven't heard you guys talk about it on a podcast, so I don't know if it's any good. Maybe I'll check it out and trade. I love the podcast and the site. By the way, listen to you guys every Monday morning at work. Cool. So hope Ooh, you had a good weekend, listening. Nate. That's nice. Um, I'm, I'm not the right person to ask because... I'm not a Stormwatch fan. I wasn't a Stormwatch fan or the, you know, the other characters involved. So Maybe I, I will get into it then. <laughs> I, I can't comment on you know people who have been reading before. They might love it. They might think it's the greatest thing. But for me, it's just it's hard because I know I should like it more than I am liking it. So it's just like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah, Corey, get on that. I, on, Corey. I probably will. God. Um, the Fallen Eleven asks, "Hey guys, first hey. off, I love the podcast. Hooray! I should do like different voices for each." Hi guys. I, <laughs> Did you inhale a bunch I, of helium while I wasn't looking? I listen every week. My question is about this week's first issue of AVX. Who do you think will come out looking like the bad guy in the series? Right away, the X Men, right away, are portrayed as the aggressors, and they are clearly the underdogs in the fight. Do you think the public will sympathize with the X-Men? And this is the Marvel Universe public. Um, because if the current state of the mutant uh, because of the community or will Cyclops attacking Cap just strengthen the public's general knowledge that mutants are dangerous? In other words, from a mutant PR standpoint, was this a good move or a bad move? Bad move. I disagree with what he said. Yeah, Punching Captain I America is never that, a good move. <laughs> I don't think that the, uh, the X-Men look like the aggressors. Um, I think that um, Captain America was the aggressor yeah. Yeah. because he's the one that came onto their turf They're without right. without Get off my plane. An invitation. <laughs> Get off my island. No, I mean, well, he just showed up and yeah. then he started making demands. Yeah, you know, so Cyclops is going to do what what he can't. Like he needs to protect Hope. Yeah. you know. So the only way that he knows how to do that is to. Yeah, Cap, his eye blast. Thing. Cap kind of showed up and just started barking orders, and it yeah, was like, like, "Do we like, get a say dude, in like, this?" You don't really like you don't own the whole planet, you but, know. But see, I like, think sorry, bro. There's a commentary in there somewhere. Back off. That's I think how I see it. The, the way the reason they they can do this is one of my minor complaints is the way things have been building up. We've been seeing a lot of interaction between the Avengers and the X Men, especially in like Uncanny X Men. Where they're showing like, oh, here's two teams. They're friends. They're getting along. They're working together. So I think that we're we're supposed to get the impression that they consider themselves almost like equals. That you know they're they're both trying to do the right thing, the same thing. So that's why Captain America could just come walk onto the island and say, hey, you need to give us hope. And then Cyclops is like, nope. Yeah. 
Yeah, but then he goes, I wasn't asking. Oh, Caps used goes, to get in his way. I know. <laughs> yeah, but, but then another thing is Caps, this is like the president and all those other important people that are like, we need to do something. And it's, it's like the fate of the world. But is Utopia history. part of... The world, yeah. No, the United States. <laughs> I think so. I think it's in... in it's the 51st state. <laughs> I think it's in... Um, San Francisco. I don't County. think that's ever been specified. I don't think it's in international waters. I think it's they. They, they well, they it actually they, very well could be. No, I think they, it might be. They they were. Then why would they work so much with the mayor of San Francisco? Because that's good PR. No. Also, and no, but from a PR standpoint, to to more specifically answer his question, it is a terrible move. Like, then they blasting Captain America halfway across the ocean is not a good move idea. PR. Why? Yeah, but but who's who is watching it besides us? There's no cameras. Whatever, here. it'll helicare. still be reported on. People yeah. in the helicopter. So I don't know. P.S. If Corey is on this week's podcast, I only appreciate his obscure movie movie quotes, and he sometimes sneaks into the podcast every once in a while, and that he should do it more often. You're the guy I'm doing that for. <laughs> um, okay. Then Davio520 asks, I like this kid. How do you like being able to do videos again? Love it. Okay. <laughs> I have no comment. <laughs> I don't really have a comment. Um Inferior Ego asks, how many – I keep hearing like different audio. Like I keep hearing something and then I'm not hearing Yeah, I keep hearing myself clipping in my ears. I'm wondering if that's actually happening. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I keep hearing like like something's running and then it shuts off. It's like, are we still recording? Sorry. Oh, yeah. No, that's, um, I think that's the air conditioning. This guy, Inferior Ego, asks, how many hugs are you going to give me this upcoming weekend? And I don't know if that was directed uh, to me or I think it's probably directed to you, Tony. So mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in the hotel room. Oh, Yeah. Comic Vine After Dark. Um, you can see my face right now. What? Don't be a hater, sir. What? I don't know. I didn't hear what you said. Dustin Conwell asks, why do people like Namor? Straight up, <laughs> I don't get it. What's up to get? He can throw you and your house across, like, the state. He's sexy and he knows it. And he smells like fish. And he walks around in his underpants. And mm-hmm. he's not afraid to do that. Yeah. He smells like he's fish. he's a baller. And he has little wings on his feet. Also the wings on the feet. So dainty. <laughs> One of my favorite, like, like I don't remember who the artist was that drew this. But it was like this interaction between Doom and Namor. And I love the art. I forget the name of a comic book. Was it that one shot where it was like, here's what Doom is planning after... Like with his with the evil Illuminati, where it was like Namor's going to rule the seas and Doom's yeah. going to rule the land. Yeah, yeah, that was a great issue. That was so. I think cool. it was Adi Granov who did the art for that. It was beautiful. Yeah, that was a great issue where it was like I'm going to take down the hood and then get his cloak and the, that's where this is yeah. all going to jump off from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Adi Granov. That was I think. cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Burgess Samuel asks, since I don't think Marvel have their best on Avengers versus X Men cough for me to cough if you could choose who would you have writing drawing um and for how many issues out of 12 you can choose as many people as you wish but you must explain how many issues they do each adam kubert who basically who do you want who do you who do you want in avengers versus versus x-men i think he might be doing something later i don't think he is too so yeah i'd I'd like to Um, see i would of course love to see stefano caselli but that's just (laughs) my personal fanboy martin and I actually love the the writers that they have. I think Bendis and Fraction are going to knock it out of the park. Yeah. Jason Aaron. Jason Aaron's, yeah, Jason Aaron's on there too. too. Yeah, he's great. I'm okay with who's working on it. Yeah. yeah. I actually I, I didn't even, mind like Romita Jr. Yeah. Juniors, yeah. Yeah. which I mean, is sometimes, a lot of people do. Sometimes but... it bothers me. Yeah. I mean, there's been some times, like, it was, 
It was during the Avengers story where like all of the time stuff was happening and like the apocalypse from the future came and, and some parts and, and a lot of it I think has to do with the colors. It's like almost like it's too bright and it's just it doesn't look right. Doesn't always mesh with with his art. I remember but. there was one panel of Fallen Sun, the one that he drew, where uh, where Hawkeye looked very, very weird. Like he had a perfectly square head and like a really yeah. flat or face. Maria Hill. There's one issue of Avengers. Yeah. Maria oh, Hill. Oh no! It's like, like a dude. It's like who, who's this guy? <laughs> He's a little tomboyish anyway. Yeah. But no, I think Ramita Junior is perfectly fine. Well, I don't know, perfectly fine. But <clears> did, I, he, he did a good job. He was fine. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. Ian. Ian, I had a problem with this name. E A N X S H. Hey, hey guys. Hope you are settled in a new office and all is well. We're almost settled. We still got to get all our comics back. It's a lot cooler in this room. Um, what comic cliches are you over? So we talked about death. Yeah. You guys got any cliches? Uh, 1950s swimsuits for female superheroes. <laughs> 1950s. Like the the Ms. Marvel, Wonder Woman, the like. One piece, like oh, you mean for costumes? So, yeah, yeah. So you want the two piece costumes? Yeah, <laughs> no the th- thongs. I think this is one of the, the reasons why I the love nineties versions. I love Ms. Marvel slash Captain Marvel's new look. I think that's an awesome costume. <laughs> not, I'm not. I don't feel the same way about Power Girl's new costume, though. Yeah, it's I mean, pretty like terrible. Yeah, it's that's just bad design, though. Like, you <laughs> it's, it's the whole thing is pretty, pretty yeah. much garbage. What I think is ridiculous. Um, so did the dynamite. Entertainment June solicits went out. Oh yesterday. yes, I know. No, where no, you're no, going no, with no, this. no, no. You don't know where I'm going with it. Oh. So yeah, um, Deja Thor's. Yeah, that that's crazy. That's not. <laughs> but there's there's a character to bring back, Pantha, and her costume is basically a bikini and boots. <laughs> and cool. it's like that's there's you know a character. There's in a cliche that I want. Deja Thor's that I'm kind of tired on. of. What? Say it. Bikinis. All right. Yeah. You mean in comics? Yeah. Who wears bikinis in comics besides Panther? Deja Thoris. She doesn't wear a bikini. That's a bikini. It's hardly a bikini. Only in the dead or alive It's not universe. even a bikini. It's a bikini. It's, 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 it's what are those things even called? They're, tassels. They're, yeah. They're, well, tassels have the tassels. It usually adheres to you. They're just covering. Pasties. Pasties. There yeah. you go. Just something like that. And they're barely even pasties. They're like hardly we're, even we're spending too much time on this. Yeah. Um, um, anything else? Any <laughs> other cliche? For me, time travel, clones, and killing, bringing back characters, which you mentioned. No matter yeah. how good a story is, I feel these are overused plot devices. Oh, yeah. The whole clone thing. Yeah. That sucks. Mm-mm. Also, like the whole, oh, everything that just happened in the last four issues, it was all a dream. That's oh, not Oh, man. Good. Yeah, that still that's goes on. Um, that's, that's a little too soap opera-y. Oh, Terrible. I, I don't like. Okay, here's something. Um, I feel like a stagnation of of characters. Like we never get any new characters, but it's I don't know why. It's because they never sell, unfortunately. Because the people who demand new characters are also the ones who apparently don't buy them. So yeah, I feel like there's been kind of a lot of stagnation, and like we're bringing back like these, <clears throat> like Justice League International is a perfect example. Like Rocket Red. Like what the like some Soviet hero from like the sixties? You're just gonna bring him back? Like why not just create a new character? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, and I don't think we have time for this. Also, ask Corey mm-hmm. to invite back Christopher Walken. So <laughs> we'll see if he can come in next time. <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll see. Um, if you're super nice, damn Sweden asks a couple questions. Has a completely unrelated book or comic event ever made you dislike another book? 
I ask this because the current Judge Dredd story, Day of Chaos, has made me uninterested in Batman's Court of Owls. They both are about losing control, but Dredd's is on such a scale that Batman's problems seem trivial. Uh, All-Star Batman and Robin made me dislike uh, Dark Knight Returns a great deal more. <laughs> hmm. So, there I don't, we go. Yeah, I don't know if I have anything. Was, uh, you got, you got right. anything? Um, Bueller? Well, like the the last issue of Justice League made me a little upset. I don't remember <laughs> what the issue number is, but I remember the scene where Barbara Gordon shows up to Dick Grayson's apartment and Corey answers the door. I stopped reading Nightwing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. I can't remember what issue that was. But did that sour you on previous issues of Nightwing that you'd read? Yes. Okay. I just hate him now. Okay. Well, it doesn't have to be previous. It just says another book. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Um, Dan Sweden also asks, do you like when a writer's personal politics influence their work? No. <laughs> no. As little as possible. I mean, it's, it's always going to happen, but... Yeah. One, one of my favorite Batman villains was Alan Grant's Anarchy, who was directly defined by Grant's anti-statism and later neotech beliefs. I don't... <laughs> I think, especially when you have like these big characters, I, I don't think you can, even if you're, you're writing the character, I don't think you should be putting your personal beliefs, whether they're political, religious, or whatever, into the mouths of the characters. I mean, there's something, because, yeah, it, you are entitled to your opinion, and if you have a strong opinion, that's great and everything, but I don't think you should use a universally accepted character to be your sounding board, and tr- because not everyone's going to agree with you. They, they're entitled to their own opinions as well, and when you're trying to put your beliefs onto a character they like, that could be a real turnoff to the character. And then, uh, to if, the reader. And if, if you're if, I mean, if you're writing Spider-Man or whoever, obviously you really like the character, and I don't think you would want to turn readers off of that character who you supposedly love as much. I'm not using specific as an example. Just That's different than using things like, like anarchy as plot points. Like yeah. that, that is a different thing. Like, because I agree with you. Mm-hmm. If Batman all of a sudden started like spewing something, some political beliefs opposite of what I believe, I'm going to be upset with the writer because they're using Batman as a sounding board. But if like the writer happens to be anarchist and uses that as part of a plot in a story, like Alan Moore wrote V for Vendetta. Yeah. It's a great story, but it wasn't him like, speaking he, he may have been speaking through the character but it was his character well and v and still was wasn't a good a person story. Like, right he wasn't so a good person correct he still like had a, a, some semblance of balance there yeah and um but i mean like the, the, it is a tough line to toe because it's like you've got captain america and, and, and we've talked about civil war a lot on this podcast but in civil war going against the government and i think a lot of that was mark millar's commentary on where the united states government was at the time mm-hmm um, but I mean that worked fine because it was kind of like Captain America's for the country, not the government. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean if it's if it's a storyline or if it's another new character, that's fine. But. but but if it's just like Mr. A, who's just like spouting off objectivist like politics, taking up huge pages of <laughs> yeah, I think you just have to use it in moderation. Yeah, because exactly. Some people may want to hear it, but other people may, <clears throat> you know, that's not why they're buying the book. Maybe so. It just depends. Um. Testof asks, with the word going around about other titles in the New 52 being on the bubble, what would you like to see replace them? 
like like Wally West or Cassandra Kane. They should get I'd their like own. Cassandra yeah, Cassandra Kane. But not as Black Bat. I can't really think of anyone actually. Um Yeah, who who's not everyone, around? Yeah, everyone's pretty well represented. I mean I want to see less guy Gardner, but that's not really the <laughs> That's point not really of the question. question. It's not really anything. I just figured I'd throw that out there. <laughs> uh, I mean, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything that's not out there. It's like you know, besides some of the, the you know, the I don't want to call them second tier characters, but like some of like the side, like you know, where's Donna Troy? You know, we, we don't know where these characters are. Oh, I'd like to see her too. So uh, it'd be nice to see some of these. You know, it's almost like like the original Teen Titans. You know, we got Cyborg, we have Dick Grayson, but it's like where where's everyone else? And you know, Beast Boy's was becoming. I would love to. Raven, she's there's Scott Liddell has talked about her possibly coming, but I think that might have gotten pushed off. So I don't know if she still is coming into Teen Titans. I would love to see Gotham Central come back. Yeah. Um, Sean H twenty two oversaturation by franchise books is a problem at DC Marvel. How would you introduce new books without the fear of cancel? Just pictures are really good. Yeah, I mean it's tough. Yeah, we were we were talking to um. A guy, Simon here. I mean, like, there's all these Batman books. There's all these Avengers books. There's Avengers, New Avengers, Mighty Avengers, Secret Avengers. <laughs> and he was just looking at us like, "Are you serious?" Really? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, but that's the problem is people keep buying them. It doesn't yeah. matter. And you know, like we use Batman as example. There's two really good Batman books. There's two books that aren't really good. People are buying them all. So, yeah. So I mean, so, you can't complain. There's no buying. one solution for it. Yeah. Besides, put out a good book and hope that it gets the amount of press that it deserves. Yeah. Um, what the sweetest toaster asks, what is your favorite comic related animated show? I think everyone can say Batman and animated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Batman beyond. Yeah. Um, I really like spectacular Spider-Man. That, that was great for the 24. I haven't really watched a lot of the recent ones, which I'm sorry. I'm not going to lie. I liked the X-Men cartoon when I was a kid. Yeah. When you were a kid, that cartoon does not hold up. (laughs) If you go back to watch it on Netflix instant, it's like, Oh God, this is terrible. (laughs) Wolverine gets his butt kicked again. I loved uh, Storm's voice. The yeah, voice. she was so melodramatic. About I, it. Yeah, yeah, and every time yeah. she's caught in rubble and her claustrophobia is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I couldn't stand Rogue's voice. Y'all, and she, oh, I like everyone, y'all don't like Rogue's voice. Every once in a while, she would do like a high high pitched screech. Hi there, sugar. <laughs> that was really good. Um, I liked Spider Man and his amazing friends. They did some cool things back then, like introduced a lot of like other characters, that, you know, very I like Rogue's voice. <laughs> I, I always thought tell. Rogue was so cool. I can tell. I was like, yes, I want Gambit and Rogue to make babies. <laughs> That's what I wanted. Power draining babies. Power and draining babies. <laughs> our last babies question. Implode. <laughs> our last question. Jake Dilly asks, first off, you guys rock. So it's not a, a question. <laughs> you all have probably been asked this before. Uh oh, this wasn't a good question. <laughs> but which second wave new fifty two oh which second wave new fifty two title are you most excited for and why? Batman Incorporated? Yeah, Batman Incorporated's can seems like it's gonna be great. I'm curious about Ravagers. See what's gonna happen there. Just as events go, Court of Owls, of course. Earth two? Yeah. yeah. Earth two. Yeah. I'm actually pretty stoked. For I'm that. actually probably more most excited about Earth Two. Yeah. World's finest. I don't know about world's finest. I mean, be. it's it's going to depend on where it goes. Yeah. I'm, I'm really curious. I'm, ex- I'm looking forward to seeing Power Girl and Huntress. Yeah. I think oh, that I that's like going to be an interesting dynamic. Yeah. For show. Hope you all have a oh, wicked day. Hope to see you at C2. Massachusetts? I don't know. I Probably. hope to see you at C2E2 to say hi. Cool. So maybe not. 
It's a bit of a commute if it's from Massachusetts. Yeah, Although maybe they moved know, they here already. They say wicked over there. No, they a do. Lot. Absolutely. Yeah. One of my employees is from Boston and she will every now and then slip into, ah, so wicked cold out there. (laughs) And that is all I have. Is that it for questions? Yep. All right. We actually sort of did all right today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, lots of stuff coming next week. We're going to be at C2E2, right? I'm not. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So maybe no podcast next week? Probably not. All right, then. Uh, so sorry about that, guys. But you will be able to watch all of our coverage from C two E two, and we'll see Matt. So maybe we'll get Matt on video or something. That would be fun. <laughs> Comic Vine after dark. You know what? You guys can film that in your hotel yeah. room together. Premium content. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Comic Vine podcast this week. And uh, catch us maybe not next week, but the week after. <laughs> not next week, but the week after. And, right. and don't forget to watch Spider Man and DC Nation and. And watch Comic Vine News and, and all that stuff. And all those things. Take your vitamins, say your prayers. Also that. And don't forget to vitamins. drink your Ovaltine. Yeah.